0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Directly to You, episode 55. I am AJ. I am here with Parker. We're going to talk at you and or to you about Nintendo news and other things that are loosely related, possibly. (laughs) True. If you like that, you can support this show by, well, first of all, just subscribing to the the channel, you know, the youtube.com slash directly to you. We might upload some other stuff. We've been having a conversation about that. So stay tuned for that. If you're a podcast listener, you can rate us on whatever service that you listen to this podcast on and tell us all the stuff that you think about the show. Doesn't have to be great stuff. Could be just your thoughts. You know, just be realistic about it. You know what I'm saying, Parker? I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and you can also support the show more directly by hey, I see what you did there. becoming a <laughs> channel member on youtube.com slash fanatics4 for $4.99 a month what do you get for that $4.99 a month you may be asking yourself parker mm-hmm. well you get exclusive emotes gaming time with us free switch keys from time to time and speaking of that gaming time with us uh, we're going to get a comment from Falcon later, and it's it's well sourced. It's a well sourced comment because Falcon's really good at the game, and I know this because I've played with him several times because he's a <laughs> supporter. You can also support us through the Anchor Anch- Anchor Anchor Listener Support Program. I I just pro tip: give the four ninety nine if you do it on Anchor, but you can do anywhere between a dollar and ten dollars. You just won't get as much for it. Like so. Either do the four ninety nine, you'll get all the stuff, but the YouTube exclusive stuff. But you'll get all the Discord exclusive access and all that good dear stuff. Uh, I don't think I'm missing anything, other than the Twitch stuff that's still in tax limbo because they're in shambles as a company apparently. <laughs> um, <laughs> Interesting. how you doing,
1: Parker? I'm doing good. Yeah, glad it's it's Friday right now for us. Uh, Saturday when everybody's listening. But just glad to be done with the week, have the weekend and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, been playing some games. I've uh, been playing a bit more of Ease Eight, and that's been a whole bunch of fun. Uh, yeah, it's just I, I, I mean, we talked last time. I like RPGs, and I also like fantasy oh, worlds and all those things. So, like, yeah, it's right up my alley. Um, I just got. It was funny though. The i'm like 18 hours into the game or so and Pish i was posh you're was like three, you're like you might as well have just turned it on pretty much an rpg world well, well exactly so i and like i'm pretty thorough in in honestly most games too where like you know every time i see an item or a material i'll like pick it up no, so, I'm so you're still stop. on the
0: prologue then so
1: right. i i was like going through a bit was like man there's a lot of cutscenes here in this bit and like not a lot of just free roam do whatever you want type stuff which most of the game in the biggest chunks of it have been that and so i was like what's going on and uh and then it came to a conclusion of a sort and it was like end of chapter two and i was like it's only chapter two and i'm 18 hours in yes yeah so so there you go but i looked up there's six chapters so okay i'm yeah so i'm still i'm all right i'm on track so you got a good 60 hours left in you something like that yeah it was it it was fun um and it's it was a neat shakeup after the end of chapter two to like the start of chapter three is fun so i won't give any of that away if anybody wants to play it but uh yeah it's it's been a really fun game if you like games like it there's a lot of things about it that remind me of like somewhere halfway between Xenoblade and breath of the wild a little bit. Like it's definitely not as open as breath of the wild, but it's a little more open than Xenoblade, but like somewhere kind of in that, but just more towards the Xenoblade side. But the gotcha. combat obviously is
0: actually, you know, ARPG One type stuff. One of these stuff. days I got to play more Xenoblade cause I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. But it's just not something that's like, you know what I want to do? Play Xenoblade. <laughs> Absolutely. So I got I to yeah. play more of that, specifically the second one, because mm. uh, I played a good amount of the first one. I played freaking, and we already, I think we had this discussion about me playing Xenoblade Chronicles mm. X yeah. for 30 <laughs> GD hours. Uh-huh. And I, uh, ugh, gross.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean, Parker? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played it. But I would like to I'd like it to come to switch. That would be great. And then I could play it. But
0: yeah, I just wanted to be the thing on the box. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to go into that again. (laughs) Something I will go into again, though, is Uh Smash Brothers product provided by Nintendo. Um, Nintendo. This is just this is a Smash Brothers segment because, of course, it is. (laughs) Um, I've been playing a lot of Smash Brothers and I've been playing with like, you know, randoms in the Elite Smash, which I like have solidified pokemon trainer's place in elite smash like before i mean i've gotten him there before we already established that as well Mm -hmm. but i was like in and out of elite smash but now it's like i'll drop out for one match maybe and then i'm just back in it the next match Um, and a lot of that is like because of matchups like i'll get matched up with like a fox or something which is like a pretty bad matchup for pokemon trainer Hmm. uh just because ivysaur doesn't have a great time with fox And if Ivysaur doesn't have a great time with a matchup, you might as well throw it in the garbage, because the other two Pokemon aren't great at the, like, at higher levels of play, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So it's like, eh, buff them. I tweeted it, and I was like, kind of joking, but mostly not. Buff, Squirtle, and Charizard. And... uh, when I say buff Charizard, like you know, like more casual players of Smash Bros, like, what, he can kill you with like however many smash attacks or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's irrelevant if he can't hit you with anything. Right. Like, all his moves are too slow and the range isn't long enough. Like even the moves that like you look at and you're like, Oh, that could probably hit from there. No. Nope. <laughs> like his <laughs> smash I mean like his up smash, he like swings his both of his wings up and across uh-huh. or whatever. Um, it does not it has almost no hitbox beside him so like the only Mm. time that it will hurt you is like just when they're directly above you and it's like pretty useless and also it's very slow Mm -hmm. Uh, squirtle just can't kill like give squirtle a better kill move and
1: i'll be all right with that like make his smash attacks a little bit faster or something do you Um, anticipate 3.0 update will have a bunch of that kind of stuff just like um bouncing as well as yeah i mean they
0: they usually do just generally mm-hmm. um but i don't i don't know like pokemon trainers probably never going to be like as buffed as i want them to be right if anything <laughs> the thing i'm scared of is that they might nerf ivysaur right. which would suck because ivysaur is like the saving grace of that character in general because he's mm-hmm. so good like ivysaur if you could just play ivysaur he'd be top tier
2: mm-hmm.
0: like easily easily but you can't just play Ivysaur. you got to deal with the other two. And it's like, ugh.
1: how come like, cause now they don't penalize you for switching or for just staying as one. Right. So right. in what way would, is it because he has one fewer move that he would be better it's, if he were standing I mean,
0: alone? It's kind of that, but also it's because like, it's a few different reasons first of all his recovery is not great right so if he whiffs his recovery you need to switch to charizard to make it back to the stage
1: gotcha second
0: reason is the switch is actually a pretty useful mechanic in and of itself like if somebody's attacking you you can switch out of combos the switch is also a pretty
1: useful console just
0: saying go on oh my god
1: (laughs) (laughs) but you can you can
0: like switch out of combos but then you're stuck as charizard now there is a, a way that you can like circumvent that like because there's a time limit Um or I think it's more so tied to the Pokemon trainers animation he like does the animation where he throws the Pokeball he returns you got to finish that whole animation before you can switch again but you can like kind of or not kind of you can completely circumvent that by making him do another animation by doing a different b type attack so mm-hmm. like if from charizard or from ivysaur and i with the recovery i switch to charizard i mean i've switched from ivysaur to charizard and immediately press up b that will circumvent that recovery i mean that mm-hmm. uh that time limit or whatever and then when you get back on the stage you can immediately switch from charizard to squirtle but then you have to press b again to like charge up water gun a little bit and then like you can switch out again um but doing that is not always something that you can do without getting punished for it Mm -hmm. um it's best to maybe do that like that's probably the perfect scenario for getting the most switches in the least amount of time that I just mentioned that scenario of like, oh, I whiffed the up B with Ivysaur. Okay, I'll switch to Charizard up B again. Switch to Squirtle. Like that's the best case scenario. Yeah. <laughs> um, as far as like being able to switch more than once for free and not mm-hmm. having to like put yourself in a good position for that. Um, the other reason that it's not great to to only use Ivysaur is because Ivysaur compared to like Squirtle obviously is combo food like if somebody hits you and they start a combo they can continue that combo right charizard even is worse in that situation because like ivysaur has a good nair so like his you know when ivysaur jumps up in the air and then he spins around with the like his grass petals mm-hmm. that's a crazy good nair because it has so much coverage and it's fast mm-hmm. um so like he's decent at getting out of combos but he's really bad for getting in them in the first place so like really they just need to make squirtles kill moves faster or have longer range at least uh make char just just change charizard into a different character <laughs> make him a different character entirely um because like he's only Lugia. really good against he's gonna people be that yeah now <laughs> yes uh he just needs it like he's good against people that aren't great but if you know what you're doing, mm. like Charizard's an easy character to fight. Right. Uh, yeah. Looking at the 2.0 patch, the buff that they did do, I mean, the like the change that they did do to Pokemon Trainer, they buffed his uh, dash attack. Hmm. So, hopefully, that's the trend that we
1: stay on, and they continue to buff Pokemon Trainer, and don't mm. nerf him, because that would suck. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, because I, if I remember right, I think 2.0, instead of nerfing a bunch of people, they kind of buffed most people right yeah i mean they nerfed a lot of
0: characters it's just it was mostly characters that and this is this is the thing that i think might keep pokemon trainer safe is Mm -hmm. they're not nerfing with top level players in mind they're more so nerfing with elite smash in mind right so like if you're playing online it's really just the players that i mean the characters that work well in lag more or less (laughs) so like d uh, like uh ddd's probably going to get nerfed but uh king k rule he got a hard nerf and he's not great Mm
2: -hmm. because of it (laughs) interesting Uh, he got
0: a couple of stuff that like stuff that people would try to like abuse um his blunder bust like the thing that like sucks you like it shoots out the cannonball and then sucks you back in you used to be able to just sit there and camp with that but now it has like a a cool down period where it's like it it goes and sucks for a little bit and then it stops you can't just hold it there gotcha Um, and there's a couple other things that i'm not like super in tune with because i don't play him (laughs) often
1: that's encouraging (laughs) Um, at least that they're you know nerfing newer characters and stuff because i feel like that was probably the problem with bayonetta and all them is that like in well i mean part of it was just when smash or smash wii u was out they just at some point were like all right we've moved on (laughs) and so they just left the latest ones that were the strongest so bayonetta pretty much i don't know i could be wrong that was my impression
0: bayonetta was just not there was no way to really fix that character without changing it entirely for Smash mm. 4 she would have been broken regardless just because of how well she like how well she's suited for the Smash 4 engine in terms of being broken Uh huh. <laughs> um, but since <laughs> this game is a lot faster just generally she can't really take as much advantage of like her speed and like her combo game
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, but we'll get into Smash Brothers more later
1: yeah <laughs> Let's get into the news. Let's do it. Also, I got my first uh, oh my code God, review I just ever, that and was I'm a excited about it. I'm oh, not yeah, going to talk-, talk. We, t- you don't want to talk about it. Well, it's uh, embargo is not up oh. until Wednesday, so are there you we allowed? Are you allowed to say what the game is? I don't know, so I'm not going to. <laughs> better I'm say than sure. sorry. I mean, I guess. Like,
0: if you didn't, if they didn't tell you that you can't say what the game because like
1: they'll be like.
0: Yeah you can't even have your play activity public right you know like that i've seen that in embargo then i think i probably can because they'd mentioned i can't show
1: areas outside of the like the first area or whatever but i mean obviously that means that i mean i couldn't until a week or a couple days ago um but i don't like i got the game the day after that part of the embargo was up anyway so just the full review embargo is the uh, the day before it comes out but yeah it's, okay so impressions so, free what is the game <laughs> yeah so it's um it's an indie game called uh, windscape which i mentioned oh, okay. in the upcoming in this past week's video um so yeah just playing through some of that at the moment there you go cool. that's what's i up. need
0: to uh, speaking of review situations
1: i need to play captain
0: toad the uh the dlc because mm-hmm. i like i went to go play it and then I realized, wait, I'm not even done with episode two, so I tried to beat that first. Uh-huh. And then I considered doing because I was going to do a video on like Nintendo's DLC just generally, right? Um, and how they handle it and how they could be handling it handling it better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently, people want to see a different video because I did a poll along with the I questions that. for this thing, and I think I'm probably <laughs> going to do that just with all of the podcasts, like, hey, we're recording a podcast. I'm probably just going to do that because, one, polls perform better. Um, two, I want to give you guys more uh, more control over the videos that you see.
1: Yeah. It was so. fun. I saw a comment on one of our videos, in any case, where somebody was just happy to that we're doing stuff that's different than, you know, like, most everything else is news-related stuff, so then it's just everybody's talking about the same thing at the same time. But then right. we talk about different things, which is, I was like, yeah, that's true. That is fun. <laughs> Truth. And that, that's why
0: I try not to make stuff. And that's why I was really resistant to news for directly to you for a long time, mm-hmm. because it's like everybody's doing that. And it's so easy to do. Yeah. Um, I want to be relevant to the news. So that's why a lot of times stuff is centered around what's happening. But mm-hmm. it, the video is not about what's happening. Right. It's, okay. This
1: happened. But like, what does that mean outside of that? You know? Mm hmm absolutely well speaking of all the news and the things that are happening around things that are happening uh we've got some <laughs> the yeah. first this one i mean this is probably the headline thing i guess um but we had an indies direct this week what that was fun i never knew you sure didn't until it happened and then you did <laughs> i legit like on that day uh-huh i probably went to sleep at like i
0: don't know five Eastern five AM Nice. Um and then I woke I up I haven't done that in so long. And I'm really- I, I literally only do that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um so it was like I woke up during the direct and it was like in the middle of the cut cuphead uh announcement so I was like, mm-hmm. what the heck like did i miss the direct or something because that was the first thing that they had uh-huh. so i was like am i like at the tail end of this and it was like no that that was just the first thing that yep. the,
1: okay we're opening like this all right <laughs> that was the thing that i i messaged you as well so i was trying to avoid stuff from it because one of my coworkers, so mitch that i work with um, mm-hmm. he also has a switch, and we play games together and stuff. And so we were like, "Hey, you want to watch the direct together?" But he his lunch wasn't until one or whatever. And so, um, I was like, "All right, well, I'll wait around until you can take a lunch break." And so I was waiting around for it, anyway it, it went on out at eleven central time, which is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And at like eleven thirty, one of my other coworkers who like has a switch and you know pays some attention to gaming but not like a ton but like he played cuphead back in the day and was like man this would be cool on the switch um but he played it on his xbox or whatever but he came over to me and he was like hey man do you hear the cuphead on switch i was like no i'm trying to avoid (laughs) stuff like actively was not clicking on twitter and youtube and found out about it anyway which i mean you know rumor had it that it was gonna be showing up regardless like
0: um (laughs) like i saw bob tweeted um about it where it was like, this is like, more or less that this is like simultaneously the least surprising <laughs> and also most uh-huh. surprising thing. And that's like the the sentiment that I had where it was like, I didn't even really know what i wanted to say about it because it's like i was surprised but at the same time i wasn't Mm because i've been saying for forever like this is like a no-brainer like this is a softball prediction Mm -hmm. of being like cuphead is coming to sweat like but at the same time it's kind of a hot take because it's like microsoft and nintendo they have their own consoles and uh, traditional wisdom that taught us that that means that they will hate each other forever (laughs) and you cannot be friends with the uh, you have your own plastic box you can never put your game on the other guy's plastic box absolutely not what do you do? that's not that's not what you do yeah. what's your plastic box going to play if you give your game to that plastic box so true
1: although <laughs> I, on that note too this is one of the articles that i, I put it after the nindy stuff but it's relevant now apparently mm-hmm. so we found out from um studio mdhr who's made cuphead they're the developers of it one of them was talking to somebody who and they mentioned that it was microsoft that came to them asking to put it on or not like being like hey how would you guys feel about putting it on switch which is i mean i guess somewhat common news that people have heard at this point but i just think it's interesting that you know It was actually microsoft not even the studio but i mean mean, it makes sense with all of microsoft's ventures and everything else we're hearing like if they're also putting ori in the blind forest and if there's anything else that's coming over like obviously they've decided we're going to do it all in this you know amount of time or something like that yeah
0: that I was kind of surprised that that like circulated as news because I assumed that, you right. know, yeah. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't even have thought that MDHR would go to Microsoft and be like, Hey, we should put this on Switch. Like, mm-hmm. that just doesn't seem like something a developer would do, yeah. Um, like, I can't imagine somebody at Sony being like, Hey, you know, it would be great on Switch, Bloodborne, you know, like, <laughs> yeah that would definitely have to be a top-down discussion that they're like yeah maybe we put this on switch you know mm-hmm.
1: i mean that's yeah even like or i guess more specifically if somebody from uh well now i can't remember what the is but the spider-man studio what is that studio insomniac called? insomniac yeah if they came to sony and was like hey i know you told us to make this for just you but like i don't know you want to make you want to make it for switch too and sony be like nah man get out of here yeah exactly they're like <laughs> what Your pay is docked for yeah. even ask us that <laughs> pretty I much that question <laughs> yeah so i don't know i mean i guess it if if this also means to so cuphead was the first announcement of the ninnies um if that came when when would you guess that it sounds like or in the blind forest is also probably going to come uh when would you guess that that would happen
0: um i think we might hear about it because that sounded like something that was like making more uh ripples in mm-hmm. the industry than Cuphead. Like people were like, "Yeah, we heard like murmurs of Cuphead maybe maybe coming to the switch, but Ori's a definite. Like that's definitely going to happen." Uh-huh. So, I could see that being in their next like big like here's what's happening this quarter nindy's thing. Mhm especially if like if this is just what we're going to get now because before Nindy's showcases were like these small things were like here's a bunch of games that you should care about like the celestes of the world but mm-hmm. you're not going to know that you should until you actually <laughs> play these games uh-huh. um, but now off the bat we, we got cuphead which is a big game that like a lot of people don't even view as an indie you know like right. in that way of like no this game's a big deal mm-hmm. um most times Indie games don't become that until after they're already out, but Cuphead was a pretty big deal since it was announced. Yeah. Um, so that just changes what Nindy's directs can be in my mm-hmm. mind, where it's like, we just don't know how big of games we'll see there
1: yeah i think what's funny too is like uh i saw i mean i put out a predictions thing it wasn't even so much a predictions as much like oh, here's some things that if we're going to hear about pre-existing things these are the ones i want to hear about but i mean besides cuphead we really we literally didn't hear about any things that we already knew about and i think that's something that's like pretty much just mostly good and fun about Nindy's is that like yeah i mean like you said you don't know that you're going to care about any of these but at the same time it means they're not generally filling space with stuff that they could just put pr things about for example you know like somebody mentioned celeste dlc that we don't know the date for that but like they could just put out the date on twitter and then people would be happy and play it like it doesn't need to be showcased or highlighted or whatever whereas these it gives an opportunity for all these games to actually be highlighted that you wouldn't know to care about otherwise um whereas celeste dlc we know to care about that by now or like um yeah there's some other ones that have been announced before but like i mean honestly even untitled goose game like that's one that's you know lots of people are really excited about and i'm also it seems cool to me um but it doesn't need to be in a direct just to get a release date at this point because yeah as soon as we know a release date millions of people are gonna buy it pretty much if yoshi can get a release date on twitter any indie game can get a release date on twitter (laughs) absolutely yeah so yeah so that was that was an interesting uh the the way they announced that though was i was really confused because i thought cuphead was going to be at the end of the direct because by the time yeah i just thought it was going to be at the end so which
0: then. <laughs> i mean it makes sense in hindsight but i guess we'll get to that also yeah um, right, next week i want to i'm going to reach out to dan um and see if he wants to do it but if not i'll talk to logan and see if he wants to do it but anyway the podcast might be weird i don't know <laughs> what's happening with that uh because i'm going to be at pax yeah which means i'm probably going to play cuphead i'd assume that they have cuphead there mm-hmm. um i could probably get a key for cuphead now probably i've seen a bunch of people have one so yeah i gotta reach out, out to um to pop agenda i think is who's handling uh the pr stuff i gotta reach out to them and see what's up cool. uh but yeah so you'll get <laughs> impressions from that and other things and me and bob are probably want to play this game again <laughs> <laughs> because last year we played cuphead at a party the party wasn't a good party so we were like hey man (laughs) therefore cuphead (laughs) this cuphead right here they just have it hooked up so Mm -hmm. let's play it um but this time we're going to play it at the nintendo booth most likely noise what if it's at like i don't think microsoft has a booth that packs but what if microsoft had a booth (laughs) booth that packs and they just had switches at their at their booth honestly
1: at this point like i don't I don't think it would be happening yet, but like next year, you know, like that kind of thing where it's, they're working up no, to it. The
0: craziest thing would be
1: if they end up having switches at their E3 booth. That would be crazy. Honest I mean, if if X Cloud is announced and like really, you know, is coming to switch and is very prominent at that point i wouldn't be too surprised because they if they want you to test it out to see what it's like on other consoles or whatever because like that's still selling something for them is this is blasphemous this is (laughs) i'm telling i'm telling
0: somebody from the 90s i'm gonna invent a time machine and say hey you know nintendo check this out yeah it is funny
1: first I of also all i mean, gotta
0: explain first of all i gotta explain to them that xbox is a thing right yes <laughs> and accurate. then i gotta explain the like how that connects to what they know as yep. gamers currently man
1: it is funny i do wonder like if because people have pointed out a lot of times that sega's uh marketing really is what kind of kicked off the console wars to be the console war. i mean, eh, I mean yes, yes and no because also 100%. people are always going to be like that though i feel like yeah
0: but like it was it, it they invented yeah. that like they they 100% brought that into like because so, somebody brought up their like um i don't remember where it's from. i think maybe it was somebody tweeted it or uh no it was during wolfden live mm-hmm. it was wolfden live where they were like like other fandoms don't go mm-hmm. like i'm a That's true. you know like i'm a it's mcdonald's a, fan yeah exactly Forget like it's you, such <laughs> it's such a like nerd cult- culture thing which i'd argue is not 100 true because like and mm-hmm. i brought this up in the chat there just jokingly of like ants versus bug lo- bug's life was 100 <laughs> percent a thing very true that although was who thing? was on the
1: ants team i mean if we're being Dumb people,
0: real but i mean like still uh, people did it
1: that's a brown movie it's just oh, so just dreary looking. oh you got problems with brown movies now <laughs> <Hot take. laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> it was just man like a, a bug's life was so, you know, it was just colorful and like ooh right. lots of fun and ants was like we're going to make ants look like real ants a little bit. Um but that, oh, it was ants a fun was, movie I did
0: ants was I did the, enjoy. It. Like it was Sega,
1: you know? Like it was yeah, like no, we're the
0: adult version of the thing that you like, you <laughs> yeah. know
1: although another one uh mac versus pc but again that's one i mean that's nerd culture though yeah and but also is that it was incentivized or like continued by the those mac ads that were justin long and uh how was that dude john something or other yeah nobody remembers
0: the the pc guy
1: (laughs) you know what i mean i'm gonna look it up because (laughs) i want to know it's John something is all I remember. John Hodgman. Yeah. All right, that's all. Um, there it is. Now we know PC's name as if anybody asked. <laughs> yeah. No, but I was like very much just a Mac guy and right. I had a bias against PCs or whatever. And I think partly because of that commercial I don't mean, mean. in any case, I was I, I became a Mac guy
0: pretty late in that, mm-hmm. you know, where I was like before Mac, I was never really into like computers in that way, Like, right. I had PCs really leading up, computers to, in that uh, way. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I mean, like, in the sense that I have a preference, you right. know, yeah, yeah, for sure, like, it, of, of a thing, I was like, no, I don't want to d- use that OS, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> but now I'm like, N- no, gross, like, I and it, <laughs> so I wouldn't say that how I feel is even really informed by that because like i knew there were a thing but i wasn't like those ads didn't make me want to be like i'm gonna buy a macbook now you Mm -hmm. know uh it was just more so using it and being like oh wow this is way more user-friendly than windows for whatever blasphemy
1: it's worth i'm using a mac and a pc right now to record our podcast (laughs) gross (laughs) (laughs) although that uh, said uh, the pc is just for our call portion of it
0: that's a see that's i don't like either of them equally mm-hmm. for that like as far as content creation goes right it's like mac needs to get together get it together with their audio business like that that whole thing like that screws everything if it was easier to capture onboard audio mm-hmm. then i would stream a lot more but it is not yeah <laughs> so it's like i need to use windows but i don't want to use windows because it gives me a headache yeah uh, moving on we moving had a, on. Th- this is a tangent a tangent <laughs> oh, on a tangent on a tangent All of that is to say, I'm going to be at PAX and I'm going to play as many of these games that they have there because they did say in the initial email, we're going to have indie games. They didn't say
1: what or when or how they were going to be announced, but they were going to be there. Nice yeah i feel like probably a bunch more things coming next week then in that case i mean maybe we find out about ori in the blind forest next week probably not i'd guess i don't know we'll find out i don't know that'll be
0: weird that'd be very weird if they had this big (laughs) kind of like announcement and then they didn't do ori at the nindies direct that'd be weird yep so yeah moving on i mean xbox is supposed to be having like a nintendo direct sort of situation but I don't know if they would announce that
1: right. with a Switch game at their thing. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Uh, next up, so more on the Nindies Direct. That was uh, 150 minutes on Cuphead. Now 200 minutes <laughs> on Overland. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, next up is a game called Overland. Um, impressions on this one, AJ? Um, I don't remember. So this one was one, it was... I, I'm curious about, I don't totally understand what the overworld kind of like how all in all it works but it's something like you're in little it, it's almost like little diorama kinds of things or little um squares of some sort and you've got to make decisions and it's kind of like a I don't know I didn't totally understand it if I'm being hundred percent honest. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's that's the difficulty with like like I said, with these Nindy's because mm-hmm. like when I watched the whatever direct it was that had Celeste in, I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever Right, to the next thing. And then I played Celeste and I was like, yo, this game's phenomenal. How did I sleep on this? Yeah. Um so it's like it really I mean, we could run through like this game exists and this game exists, <laughs> but like the headline to this is obviously like Cuphead in uh Cadence of Hyrule. Right like those are like the the ones you Mm -hmm. know what i mean um also blaster master 2 yeah blaster master zero 2 is like another thing and i guess stranger things 3 i guess so for
1: name recognition alone i don't know gameplay wise i can't tell if it's particularly going to be i mean i don't know we'll find out more about it it looks you know art style wise it looks nicely done um 16-bit graphics or whatever and a little beat-em-up but that can kind of live and die just, by they could have just made earthbound
0: <laughs> like just, that's what all they had to do because yeah. that's already where earthbound is earthbound is already stranger things yeah. i
1: think i mean you know especially it being a tv to game kind of thing just beat-em-ups are so easy to make well okay not easy to make. i'm not saying that but just in comparison to like having to figure out a whole rpg longer form thing this is like you know more straightforward i would imagine a good beat-em-up yeah. would probably be hard to make but whatever just pissed off a bunch of beat-em-up fans <laughs> <laughs> um before we go to get into rules, some of the other ones here i'll just read through them and we can uh pop in in any that we think are interesting uh so yeah overland my friend pedro which is one pedro's banana neat uh neocab is one you're you're like an uber driver in the future um my favorite part of this trailer though was at the end when they said but don't forget blah 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 is always watching and i'm like <laughs> we that's kind of like an inside joke before anybody else knows anything about it so it didn't really <laughs> land but whatever it was just yeah funny. we'll laugh at it in hindsight of course yeah um next up the red lantern uh, this one they heard a dog in this one and it made me sad <laughs> i yeah but it seems interesting the storytelling at least seems seems pretty neat i don't know did you watch this trailer i watched the whole direct i just like i said i zoned late. out a lot
0: <laughs> where it was like i don't know how this game actually plays so i don't right. really care and then like i said like i was talking somebody tweeted at me about um the cadence of High Roll remix like they're like uh-huh. oh this song's dope or whatever right and i was like that's literally the only reason why i even looked at this game because like mm-hmm. i like looked at it during the direct because it was like i heard the zelda like accompanying, yeah, yeah. and i'm like what the heck and i clicked on it i was like oh <laughs> shoot <laughs> i was like
1: that's crazy yeah i was also very surprised all right, we'll skip to that. Some of the other ones, blah, blah, blah. They, Some of the other, the other ones, the seem ones cool, that exist we'll is,
0: out. Uh, wait, where did you stop at? You stopped at uh, Redlander, Darkwood, mm-hmm. uh, Katana Zero, Katana Zero, Rad, Creature in the Well, Blood Roots, Pine, Vlenbeer with Super Crate Box, Nuclear Throne, vlam beer arcade with ultra bugs swim sanity blaster master zero two which again that's another one that's notable mm-hmm. um stranger things three notable i guess and cadence
1: of, of hyrule yeah i'm down i'm gonna play that i honestly so yeah i'm definitely looking at it more than i did crypt of the necrodancer mostly it was one of those things where like if more people had talked about i heard people say crypt of the necrodancer was good but I also didn't really hear much more about it to know watching the trailer. I felt a little stressed out by it because it felt like, like I like games where I can, you know, I don't know, be watching a show or something and not pay attention for a minute and be okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you
0: definitely had to pay attention. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: It just seemed like something where, I mean, I, I love music and I love games. So those things seem to go together pretty well, but like I just watching it, I felt stressed out <laughs> and especially with the like flashing lights and all that too um i don't know something about it just made me feel like i was gonna be stressed out by it so but maybe i'll go back and see if it's something that would be more interesting to me in the first place
0: but that song was dope it truly was and zelda yeah yeah, this one looks a lot more awesome (laughs) just so i can hear more of those you know what i
1: mean yep yeah and just interesting i mean everybody's talked about it at this point but here we go too um nintendo lending out Zelda franchise yeah. to How did an that, ending.
0: Where did that conversation even
1: start? That's what I like, want to know. The, what if
0: Nintendo, what if it was a Microsoft situation was like, hey, you guys, use Zelda. <laughs> Make a Zelda game because we're making a Zelda game and we want Zelda to be
1: all over the place mm-hmm. this year. So put it in your game. Yep. Honestly, it could easily go either direction, I feel like, because, I mean, taking, I, I've heard so many i don't know indie developers or whatever be like yeah we brought our games to to nintendo to be like hey can we do something with it oh well it was uh someone was talking about it'll do and it'll do too that i mean they're pretty much 2d zelda games and both of those they brought to nintendo and was like hey can we make it a actual zelda game and they're like nope and they're like all right <laughs> <laughs> i feel like like now they definitely
0: are like i feel like they just start that conversation just like without it even being prompted on the other side right like, a lot of indies or just developers in general are like hey we're going to bring this game to the platform it's already been here here and here mm-hmm. and the nintendo's like okay but like how are we going to make it different do you want to use any of our ip and they're like, oh okay cool yeah. you know like the shovel knight sort of situation except mm-hmm. they didn't do that with shovel knight for whatever <laughs> reason yeah that was dumb they should have put zelda or like well not zelda but the boy one the boy zelda mm-hmm. um they should put boy zelda <laughs> in shovel knight uh, but they did not. They did not.
1: So. Yeah, I mean, and thinking about it with like Starlink and stuff too. That in that one, it 100 percent was. I mean, Ubisoft was hoping they were like that would be awesome if we could have Star Fox in here. But they didn't even bring up the conversation. It was that Reggie was checking out their game, I think, and he was like, uh, "Hello, everybody. Would you like to <laughs> Star Fox into this game?"
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: i really hope they do something cool for when he retires um that's just i just want him to like randomly show up you know yep i want him to like randomly show up in directs and stuff like that like (laughs) oh shoot all right (laughs) it would be just cool we like reggie he's fun um But yeah, I don't know. Do you think they'll keep doing this with other indie games in the future? Is this a one-off? Is this the start of something new? I
0: I think they'll do it, but I don't. I don't know if this is like a major part of their strategy. You know, like specifically indies. I think that like they just look at indies in the same bucket as they do third parties generally right uh in terms of like discussing like okay here's what's going to happen on our platform like the same person that's in charge of indie relations is in charge of third parties overall Mm -hmm. um so it's just a thing of like does this make sense Uh, Do we need to do this as a way to further incentivize the game in any way? You know, right? like in that scenario that I talked about where it's like, oh, this already has like found life on other platforms. How do we make it stand out specifically on Nintendo platforms? Um,
1: And that's a really strong way to do it. It turns out. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and there's other, I mean, other people talked about some ideas of, different indie teams that would be able to do cool stuff with i mean there's so many like you know hollow knight is one of the best metroidvanias in the longest time so like i don't know that would, some of this stuff would just be cool like i wonder if they'll ever lend out mario to indie devs at this point for doing something and they did it with mario plus Rabbit, so maybe that means they're less likely to do it they because they've recently let done that uh
0: the scribble nuts team make a uh, put mario in their game
1: <laughs> oh really I didn't
0: it was on the wii u they had like um, oh that's why you i
1: didn't pay attention put, to it <laughs> <laughs> yep because <laughs> i, I wasn't it. paying attention at that point i think
0: that might be on switch i think they did like a pack i of, think so like, yeah the, i know they did the yeah they thing. did like
1: a mega pack or something uh i just didn't know mario was in there at all interesting yeah
0: but i mean you can't really like you can't really do the scribble knots thing with mario characters though you right. know like you can't only you i don't even think you can use any acronyms with uh the Nintendo not acronyms uh adjectives to be like you can't be like fiery peach you know like that mm. that sort of thing interesting
1: so what can you do with them i mean i guess i don't i don't know how the game works outside I of just it what just you needs to be like on brand stuff like mm.
0: invincible mario and stuff like that gotcha. i could be wrong but yeah. I, I remember hearing that they were like super protective about like you can't do like mm-hmm. zombie luigi you know like that sort of thing yep
1: interesting nintendo look at you learning and growing and stuff look at you just the way i don't know the way they've done stuff with indies is impressive to say the least um which on that note we got a list of the top selling indies on switch and this isn't a huge news story by any means but it's just uh it's just fun and it's kind of more telling of how they're doing indies super well recently. Anyway, I've been supporting them. I wish they gave that. us numbers. I know or at least a window of like this sold twelve million units. Yep. It would be because I mean like Stardew. So and these aren't even in any order, but it's Stardew Valley, Hollow Knight, Overcooked, Overcooked Two, Undertale, Dead Cells, Enter the Gungeon, Graceful Explosion Machine, Celeste, and Golf Story. I've got to imagine Graceful Explosion Machine is at the bottom of the list. I don't know just because well, i mean that one's been out for a while so maybe not but that's just the one i forgot completely what that was um, right. but maybe it's been on sale a bunch too but it's been around since it came on the switch i think like april of launch year so it had been out Or the switch had been out like a you know month and a little bit before that game came out and we all know that there were not a ton of games when the switch first launched that was even before mario kart uh 8 deluxe i'm pretty sure
0: yeah because that was like april that's a huge
1: reason why i like played stardew valley Mm -hmm. because
0: like before mario odyssey like he came to switch like i don't know like a couple weeks before mario odyssey came out or Mm -hmm. something like that um and i was like i guess i'll play this yeah and i bought it and i played it and then i didn't we had that whole story though yeah right the whole thing um, but most of these games I haven't played. I haven't played Hollow Knight. I know, I know. But I play, <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I played Undertale, but I played it a while ago mm. on my computer, which is strange for me. Um, Indeed. I played... I didn't play Dead Cells. I didn't play Enter the Gungeon or Graceful Explosion Machine. I played Celeste,
2: mm-hmm.
0: not Golf Story.
1: Yep. I've got. So I played Stardew Valley, Hollow Knight, some Overcooked, but... I. I I don't know. Maybe I'm not the right.
0: I did I don't know. I didn't mention that I played those. Yeah,
1: I. I just haven't gotten the right group of people together. Maybe to do it. Like most of the time, I'll be with other people who like aren't necessarily super gamers. Where it's like kind of casual stuff. And I'm. I'm the kind of person that kind of like we talked about with Smash. Where like I try to pretty much meet other people's levels or whatever so like pretty much I don't get super stressed out playing games and whatever to where I know some people will introduce people with Overcooked and then everybody will be yelling and whatever which like I can imagine myself in that scenario if playing with like you and maybe you know some other people that are like just are gamers and that's like
0: get the thing get the thing and put it on the thing and cut it if I know
1: (laughs) that everybody else is at the same skill level like we're all good but otherwise I'm just gonna try to like work together and do the great job and stuff, which like that game's just not really built for that. Um t- you know, to be positive and encouraging. Like, oh
0: we got one star, that's good enough. <laughs> yeah. But with gamers it's like, nah, we gotta get the third
1: star. We can't go anywhere else. Yep. We have to get all three stars. So and I tried playing it by myself because i bought it and I was like, I'll try that and it's no, that does not work. Just logistically speaking, it's not well made for yeah, it's, it's,
0: but that's nightmare. not what it's
1: made for you know like it's it's a great game but it's just i haven't been in the right scenarios but in any case um yeah stardew valley holly night o- overcooked uh, played a little bit undertale but need to get back to it um i've got enter the gungeon and that game was very fun and celeste and golf story but uh not some of the other ones so not dead cells not graceful explosion machine and overcooked too um you and i at some point need to switch uh nintendo login type stuff so that we can try each other's games because that oh, yeah, would make that things easy if you want. yeah i tried that, that with this. uh with mitch the other day and it worked out pretty easily so there it is nice so we can do it reminder to everybody that you can do that and it's pretty cool <laughs> True. but yeah i i mean all that to say nintendo's doing great with indies that's you know pretty much all there is to it yep there we go um nintendo's also making strides in another department which is in labo i was very surprised to did you watch the the labo vr gameplay trailer stuff yes uh funnily enough falcon sent it to (laughs) me
0: on
2: facebook (laughs) nice
0: we were playing smash i was playing smash brothers with logan and falcon and my aunt
2: Mm -hmm. and
0: our friend lance um it's a great time Great time, nice. But Falcon started lagging, so he had to get out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "All right, man, we got, we have to talk." Yep. But yeah, he sent it to me. I watched it, and I was like, "Cool," because I was already like interested. I already wanted to check it out. I already said, "Hey, yo, Nintendo, uh hit me up with one of them."
1: Yeah.
0: And they said, "All right, possibly." <laughs> I said, "Okay, cool."
1: <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I thought it was just in general watching this stuff for this and i I listened to um game explain and nintendo life's impressions just to try to get an idea of people that went hands-on with it because it's one of those like just watching the trailer you know it's hard to tell 100 percent what it's like as well but it sounds like they're kind of still making steps in the right direction um Mm -hmm. for a couple different reasons i think a we've talked about it before but the starter kit is really great because that means that you can get in at forty dollars instead of eighty dollars which is just like that's a big difference for some reason you know like i mean it's twice the price but like it's yeah in mind space kind of thing something under 50 and over 50 just kind of is a breaking point i feel like right i i think it's just weird like because i listen
0: to game explains impressions of it Mm -hmm. and the way that i look at this just like Labo in general, is less about like this is like a product that I want to own and use for a long time moving forward, mm-hmm. and more of like this is an experience that I want to invest in to have like this time with it for whatever window of time that I'm going to have it. Right? Because like think of it, think of it like in the context of like a lot of this stuff um is like our experiences that you would pay to go to like an amusement park to have you Mm. know or even like an arcade and have these little bite-sized things of like oh look i'm riding the motorcycle and i have the big vr headset (laughs) thing on my head you know like that Mm -hmm. sort of thing like you have that and it's just at your house and you built it right you know um so i think like on that end it's cool uh it's definitely like if you're if you're looking at it as a purchase of like this is like playstation vr and i'm gonna have this forever and it's gonna be nice and sturdy and it's gonna keep me which i don't even think anything i don't think playstation vr is great at like keeping you engaged for like a long time right i think a lot of the stuff that's available on there also wears off pretty quickly Mm -hmm. um and that's just a uh, like a problem with how hard and expensive it is to develop like high quality vr experiences also not a lot of people want to be in vr for a long time because they get sick
1: and all that great stuff and it's one of those things i think with with a lot of things too you have creative ideas based off of other creative things that already exist like you get you know you see something then you get inspired to make something else and maybe because there's not a whole lot of vr games out there not a whole lot of people are well a there's not a huge vr market so that's a thing not a lot of people want to funnel money even if they have great ideas for full-fledged games there's just not a ton of full-fledged vr games that really take what vr is to heart besides just being like oh you're playing skyrim but like you're kind of you're in skyrim too that's pretty cool huh um you know you're just playing a first person game but it's it's not like the same as the Oasis in ready player one or whatever, you know, right. like, um, yeah, I mean, it'll be a long time before we get to there, but, but yeah, no, I think that's a really good point where, I mean, uh, like said with the other Labo things, they're also more experiences. I think that was a, probably a disappointment is if you're going into it, thinking that it's going to be a game, it's just like, uh, there are games in there. And I think it is exciting that there are games in this one as well. Um, And I do wonder, too, so with the uh, Toy-Con Garage stuff, um, that was the most interesting part of it, I think, where not only are there each of the games for, so there's a couple games for the Blaster one, and there's a couple games for, you know, the different things that you use, but then although the the one for the camera kind of didn't make a lot of sense. It seemed like it was just like, yeah, just take some pictures like yeah i mean pretty much and then
0: everybody which i think there's a i'm not even going to talk about it because there's a question for it ah. in, in the q and a oh
1: yeah, yeah right yes i know exactly what she's gonna say but yeah the camera i think is mostly odd because like i don't know if i understand maybe just nobody mentioned the like game aspect of it where like you get scores or something like that but it seems like if all it is is you're underwater i think in the same environment actually as the fishing A game from the first Labo set it seems like at least I could be totally wrong on that but it seems like all right you get to take three pictures down here and then wow you've got some three pictures (laughs) but you got some three (laughs) pictures I kind of wonder with that like well if there's if there's not a reason for these three pictures to be like you know the best three combination of three pictures that you've got like what why limit it to three I don't know it just seems a little bit I'm not totally sure I understand that, but maybe there's more to it than we know. But anyways, all that to say, there's all those games. You got options, blah blah blah. But the the plaza that has the 64 games in there, that's mm-hmm. very exciting because there's other things to do with all those, and then the fact that you can make stuff yourself is also cool.
0: Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people are kind of iffy on that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Not, not with this specifically, but the idea of a game that, about making games. Right. Because uh, not a lot of people are like think of games in that way. They want to play the game. They buy the game mm-hmm. to play an experience that's already existing, not to necessarily make their own. Um, and there obviously is always going to be a contingent of people that really wants to make cool stuff. And they do, which I think is a factor of Labo that's kind of limited because like mm. what if this was connected to the internet yeah like that'd be so dope that's if what you could was... just download other people's vr stuff like Absolutely. their experiences that they make
1: i mean like mario maker that's you know the whole thing exactly. that's why mario maker 3ds is kind of a bust because like true you can't really you can't play other people's levels in the same you know um so that would be something for sure like you can if i'm not good at making stuff but other people are then i can play other people's things i think the curation would be the hard part for that because you can obviously get people making stuff that is inappropriate or even just not good or something yeah
0: i mean same problem that they have with mario though like you can make inappropriate things in mario maker yeah i guess
2: so
1: (laughs) so i mean that's definitely something i i would hope that they've thought of that as well and that they've got something to where that could be a thing because that would be the longevity of it at that point if that's something you're worried about then the longevity is you get to have new experiences every i don't know couple weeks or so just going back in seeing a couple inventions people made that were maybe even curated and put out there to add to the plaza or you know maybe even nintendo add stuff to the plaza themselves i kind of doubt it but maybe um but it's i think it's it seems like they i don't know if they realized and changed or this one was always planned to be like this but it just has more gameplay than the other ones did so as far as if longevity is your issue it seems like that's a little bit improved in any case right now right and i think that they
0: improved that with like the vehicle kit too like the Mm -hmm. vehicle kit was like the thing that was like oh okay this is a
1: game yeah and whether or not it's the game that you want to be playing you know that's yeah i mean debatable but uh yeah so vr stuff that's that's real neat um speaking of things that you might want to be playing google stadia somebody might want to be playing this and other people might not um yep there's there's a lot of different little tidbits about this but i I don't think we necessarily need to go too much into the nitty-gritty of like the Um, because like uh, Bob and Will were talking on the Wolf Den about a lot of the technical stuff and I think that's one of those things where like I feel a little bit like it uh, about the technical stuff for this as I do when the Switch was first revealed and like everybody was talking just about the tech specs for a really long time and that they were like it's going to suck because it's only got you know three hours of battery or it's going to suck because it's only got a 720 all those kinds of things which very well could have been accurate but also like i guess we don't totally it's not it's
0: just like everybody tries to compare these things from the scope of what they know as like most most people think of specs in the way that they think of building a computer Mm -hmm, right and building a computer is not the same thing as a corporation creating a consumer (laughs) product right they have a lot more access to the metal, as it were, mm-hmm. um, so they can get a lot more oomph out of specs that like, would be a potato if you built a PC <laughs> out of it, but yeah. it's a whole nother thing when the company is able to optimize everything.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, uh, so that said, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, what, what were your initial thoughts on this or... Um, yeah, about
0: I've that? always been in on the idea of cloud gaming. I don't know if Stadia specifically is the thing that's gonna like get me to like, you know, like be really invested because I don't just I don't care to play games on my computer. Right. I guess if I had a Chrome stick or whatever, <laughs> I could play it on that but i just don't really have an interest in getting that either mm-hmm. so it's like i i, I want to check it out because it seems like a cool thing that people can do like the youtuber specific things were uh, interesting to me
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. obviously
0: uh just being able to like play games with like our audience and being like hey i'm playing this thing let's all play this level together or whatever or the the like the concept of like oh a thousand people in a better world. <laughs> like that's neat mm-hmm. um but i just don't know how invested i would be on the on the end of like google's ecosystem uh in the way that like i don't really care about most playstation exclusives so i don't play my playstation that much right you know like who's to say i'll care about google's (laughs) exclusives yeah and third-party games are i just don't i mean it depends on what it is but for the most part like when i hear third party game announced i'm not like oh i can't wait until that one comes out like i can't even think of a third party game right now that like i'm hyped for you know Mm -hmm. like the only third like the only game other than all the next call of duties your favorites of course uh, obviously (laughs) um but uh (laughs) the only games i could think of right now that i'm like hyped for are first party games Mm -hmm. from nintendo where it's like the Yoshis and the Animal Crossings and the Pokemons and the Metroids and like all that stuff. But I can't think of a third party game that I'm aimed for. So like yeah. to buy into another platform that play just those games is kind of like, eh. Mm-hmm. But I do like the concept and I do want uh, Google to team up with Nintendo Google Maps style and put Stadio on Switch.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, actually- don't- here's a question. So it sounds like X Cloud is coming to Switch for sure. also true so would you prefer if so if it had to be one or the other would you have a preference between the two
0: um i think the the youtube side of things makes me want stadium more mm, mm-hmm. but uh something that i think people are underselling is like microsoft is way more prepped for this than google yes Inter- like just just as far as like infrastructure goes like a lot of people are like it's google you know like they're <laughs> so set like they have so many servers installed, but microsoft has like two times the servers or something like that oh, that, wow. that uh google does so it's like i don't know about that you know like microsoft (laughs) is set for this yeah um so yeah the youtube side of things makes me want to uh be on the the google side of things but at the same time there's a lot of like red flags with google also like we joked about it before about them like how their business model is like our product is you i don't know if i want to be on that (laughs) side of it either
1: you know yeah right absolutely stealing data and any of that kind of thing yeah i don't want (laughs) you leaking my freaking ivysaur combos (laughs) you know what i mean i know exactly what you mean because i've been (laughs) leaking your ivysaur combos all over the place um yeah i think if it were up to me between the two i'd probably i'd i would also say i'd prefer xcloud rather than stadia on switch i mean if they were both on there that that's great cool um yeah
0: i i can't see that though I, I feel like if they if somebody's going to invest like that type of infrastructure on a nintendo platform they're going to
1: want to have that exclusive yeah. relationship so they can say we're the exclusive cloud streaming service of nintendo you yeah. know like and i think it would be xbox for a lot of reasons include or microsoft they're
0: already best friends right. bed, they're already buddies yeah you know
1: and i think i would prefer it too just because like even though microsoft hasn't put out a ton of first-party stuff lately and the stuff they have put out wasn't They're more great. proven than Google, yeah, which has none. Yeah, for sure. And also, they've bought a bunch of studios, so that next generation probably there's going to be a lot more. Um, so, like, you know, I've never played a Fable game, but I've heard they're great. So, like, if a new Fable game comes out, if I can play that on my Switch, even if I'm streaming it, awesome. That would be dope. And they also have, I think, the Game Pass thing, too, would make me want to, you know, they've already got that all set up. Although, then again, yeah. I, I don't know how Stadia is set up as far as pricing and any of that yeah what, what See, do you think what are your uh, thoughts on just how they're going to do don't that know. general like,
0: it's a it's a full spectrum in terms of like how i think they might monetize it because like how they're communicating it it almost makes it sound like they don't want to talk about the price or mm. maybe it doesn't have one that's direct mm. you know yeah like knowing google it could just be free and it's ad supported right um which would be weird
2: would be. Um, they
0: could <laughs> do uh like you, you know like a, a service of like you buy the game and you have that game mm-hmm. but i don't know if that's sustainable on their end in terms of like um sustaining the platform right uh even though like i, I don't know if it's like any real additional cost for them because they already have the servers and they've had them yeah um so i don't know how much more that would add to their uh, like add to their expenses and how much money they would need to generate to like maintain that uh so like would that be would that be enough revenue to not only maintain but also to add to the amount of money that they're making to make Stadia worth it in the first place? Hmm. Um and then the last possibility is a subscription model and that can go from anywhere from it's ten dollars a month, which would be cool, mm-hmm. to like it's fifty dollars a month, <laughs> which would not be cool, you know. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean I could see them doing the ten dollars a month subscription service thing or maybe like fifteen or something like that mostly because one bit of it that I thought was interesting in any case is watching when they were like, yeah, you can just watch a trailer for a game and then hit play. And it was seamless to where you started playing it. It seems like there's not a barrier of entry of price right at the, like to buy the game immediately or if there is, you get like the first five minutes free or something, which they didn't show us a whole five minutes of playing before getting into, you know, that kind of thing. So like maybe right. you get to play it for a little bit, and then if you want to buy it, you know, every game has a demo pretty much. Um, otherwise, subscription service would probably be that where you've already paid for it, and then you can just, you know, any games you can just go in and and play. I guess one other thing too. This is um, tangentially related, but I feel like a lot of conversations around this have talked about disappointment were like well where's like i'm not excited about it because where's the games like they haven't talked about games they're doing or the pricing or lots of things and i i think it's important to remember that they were talking at gdc and even though it was broadcasted to everybody it technically was whether you know i don't know whatever it was technically a thing for game developers that we all got to also observe even though obviously they wanted everybody to know about it as well but um they were introducing it by way of showing it to game developers which is at least gave them an out to being able to explain why they didn't talk about a bunch of games or any of that kind of thing because you know they weren't talking to you or me technically speaking they were trying to show and so that's why like there were a lot of things where yeah, uh, little bits of news that seemed kind of irrelevant to game de- or to to fans to consumers to yeah. consumers exactly yeah but we're definitely relevant to game developers like they were mentioning when you develop your game on here you can you know we don't scale you down to you know you don't have to scale down to being able to make it run on a you have 10 whole teraflops Yeah, and even then, they talked about how like if if you need more, it'll give you more, it'll scale up with you, or that kind of thing, something like that, which is like, on our side, who really cares? Like, if it works, it works, you know. But for developers, I guess that's exciting. So, theoretically, I guess they're making it as easy as possible to put games on it. Um, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know anything about that.
0: (laughs) That's another thing where it's like a lot of people are like, most gamers that i know and that i'm seeing talk about this thing even with logan's video like they seem more down on it than anything because mm-hmm. they're kind of like i don't trust this <laughs> you know like i don't think that this is going to work or if it on the other end of it if it does work i don't want that to be like my only option for consuming games in the future i want to mm. have like this tangible thing yeah and so on and so forth um where do you land on that side of it like what are your like internet speeds for example,
1: uh, I need a better router. So technically I've got a max of like a hundred giga uh, megabytes per second, megabits per second, technically, whatever, um, mm. which that bugs me. That's a side note. But uh, <laughs> I, so I've got that, but my router kind of sucks. So I've really Oof. got more like 25, 35 right. max um, as Wi Fi. but then plugged in, I'll get, yeah, somewhere in the 80 ish range. um so reasonably speaking yeah i'd probably have enough to theoretically do 4k if i was in the living room with it because they said you need 30 megabits per second to do 4k but i don't know it wouldn't be consistent in any case and i definitely couldn't i don't know but yeah so as far as all that stuff goes and that just what my opinions too on streaming versus owning and it's so hard to know for sure because like who's to say what the future holds i don't know like old old physical media also is going to eventually you know get destroyed where you know like old nes cartridges aren't all going to always be fine like sure they're going to keep some of them fine but in 100 years all most nes cartridges are going to be just falling apart um right. so you know there's that but also i'm not going to be alive in 100 years so who really cares on my side you don't know you don't know about modern technology you're not it. wrong i sure don't know anything about it
0: <laughs> but, yeah they might be able to keep our nes cartridges alive i don't know
1: about you but the NES <laughs> right, <has yeah>. cartridges <laughs> my nes cartridges will be will be playing me was where i was going with that and then i got tongue tied um but i think i think some kind of streaming service to me like just for me as a consumer having my switch and some kind of streaming service would pair great with each other because like right. honestly the big third-party AAA games or whatever probably i mean like you said they're ones that i'm i'm excited about some of them like it would be cool to play but they're not the ones that i like, really care about so i'd be fine with pretty much just playing it and then being done <laughs> Right. <laughs> so like, you know, like uh, my friend Mitch is playing Sh- Sekiro today, um just cuz that just came out and he's really excited about that. And I would be down to play that for until I'm done with that game and then I will never touch it again. Just because it's, you know, like a one-time experience kind of a game as opposed to some other ones that are a little bit more like mean more to me like Mario games or Zelda's, you know, like to me they just mean more. So, I can't speak for the average consumer at all, but I can speak for myself that like Something like Google Stadia or xCloud alongside the Switch would be phenomenal, and I'd probably play it on my Switch, not on my, definitely not on my phone, maybe on my TV. I think is about how it would go.
2: Yeah.
0: So for me, I'm obviously like in a different place as far as like internet speed and stuff like right. that than <laughs> a lot of people are because I have gigabit speeds um, because my job is the internet right uh so on that end i'm not really worried about it because like on a bad day i get 200 <laughs> up and down <laughs> yeah um so like on that end i'm like yeah i'm not really worried about it and, like selfishly like when people are like well, speeds aren't good enough and blah, blah blah and it's like not it's not consistent enough and it's like yeah but like when it's not consistent like on like on my end i'm like i'm getting way more than i need in in that regard mm-hmm. anyway um yeah so speeds cool like, I tried Project Stream. Worked great. You know, I didn't have any problems. <laughs> yeah. Um, of course, there's always the possibility of, like, what if there's a thunderstorm and your internet goes out and stuff like that? You yeah, but, like, if the thunderstorm happens and my internet goes down, my power's probably going to go out, too, and I won't be able to play a game anyway. <laughs> um, you can play your Yeah. <laughs> True. And there, there's also been times where, like, my internet's out, uh, like, a, like, a power line knocks something or whatever, right? Mm-hmm whatever dude you know like sometimes you just can't play the game i'm more worried about the fact that i can't upload a video right when that happens then i am like i can't play this video game that i own or whatever Mm -hmm. Um, and also probably
1: if it's on the cloud like that that you're streaming it it probably would be more reliable that it would save as opposed to you know like if something like that happens and the connection gets lost it would probably just save where you're at as opposed to a local game like i don't know your ps4 theoretically could get fried or i mean that, yeah b- b- hopefully not you're plugged into power strip and whatever but at least i mean it wouldn't have saved where you stopped so there's something going for you on that front at least true and i'm also like all digital now anyway mm-hmm. just
0: because like at the beginning I would go physical because there are like or there were like incentives as far as pricing goes. Like I have an Amazon Prime subscription, so I got the 20 percent off or whatever, but that's dead. (laughs) And now also like the games that I get, I don't really pay for anyway. And they're just I get them how I get them. Mm -hmm. so like bandai namco might send me send me a physical game but nine times out of ten it's more economical for developers to send me keys so that's what they do yep um so it's just like in, in that regard i don't really have like this attachment to like collecting things it's like okay cool i have the thing and like even with like things like action figures and like like plushies and all that stuff i really only buy this stuff because it's like okay i need this because it'll look good on camera you know <laughs> yeah I, I don't really um like even with amiibos like i bought a few that's like this one i like this one this one's cool mm-hmm. you know and i bought those but i never really had the desire to be like i need to own all of them yeah so i i'm not in that part of the demographic of like i need to physically have this thing for me to to like truly appreciate its value or to feel secure in that I still own it because I'll always own it even if I'm never going to play it again I know that I could right yeah that's <laughs> I don't really have the that. tricky thing for
1: sure is just like you don't know what will or won't future proof stuff in general you know it's just it's impossible to say at this point so I mean it does seem like it would be more reliable to have something physically than not physically but that's right. you know still not necessarily I don't know, it's I guess it's not it's just saying that we might be at a point where everything will just be fine on uh, digitally. Like yes, there's a couple of use cases where you can't buy Scott Pilgrim versus the World digitally anymore. Like it just it just doesn't that game is gone. <laughs> but the fact that we can name a specific one kinda goes to show that like, yeah, we're moving out of that phase for the most part. And I could be wrong on that for sure, but it it's like, what would you rather risk it on or bank on or whatever you know
0: and i think that a lot of the problems that we have arise because it's not ubiquitous like Mm -hmm. it's not this thing that everybody does so like digital just isn't as important to like think to preserve because it's just not something that everybody does yet you know yeah um like nobody's thinking of like this is how you take care of your dvds when dvds are just announced you know right yeah yeah, for sure (laughs) um like even now people are still like questioning if like will disc rot become a a prevalent thing like Hmm. we should know that already if it's this like we wouldn't have these questions if it was already a thing that was established for a long enough time for people to have these problems and be able to solve them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So on that end, I think that a lot of the things that people are saying, like my internet speed is not good enough or the infrastructure in the U.S. in general is not good enough. I think it's kind of the same thing that I talk about a lot with like video game ecosystems, where it's like a big reason why Nintendo's online isn't great is because they don't have the games that need great online. Right, yeah. Um like PUBG didn't come out on Xbox before they had the infrastructure.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: They had the infrastructure and it's like, okay, yeah, this makes sense to have this game on there. (laughs) Um so like as Nintendo has more and more developers saying, like, hey, we want to put this game on there, but your online's X, Y, and Z, Mm -hmm. they're not gonna have it like that. And I think that it's the same way with stuff like this. If a lot of consumers go to Xfinity or Verizon or, you know, whatever your uh, ISP is and say, yo,
1: I want to use this service for X, Y, and Z. Get it together. (laughs) They're going to have to do that. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's, I guess, another aspect of all this, too, that I was thinking about is, I wonder, so it seems like, in any case, doing for both Google and Microsoft, doing their cloud streaming stuff probably will reach a lot more casuals for lack of a better term or i mean just or actually just non-gamers at this point like people that are like yeah it would be cool to play that game but i don't want to buy consoles so that's just something that's prohibitive because it's right you know 200 dollars or whatever and, and that brings up
0: another thought where it's like yeah now these things are backed by major corporations mm-hmm. like on live if on live went up to comcast and was like hey you need to improve your infrastructure for our product they're like <laughs> okay yeah whatever <laughs> but if microsoft goes to comcast and they're like yo we have this product and you're messing up our money right they're gonna be like, oh, okay cool
2: <laughs> you know
1: like <laughs> yep yeah and like i guess the one of the thoughts that i had with that too is what does that mean for does our microtransactions going to be that much more prevalent in games now because we're you know we're used to that in candy crush and like mobile games because they're free or there's a low barrier to entry in those in the first place and like obviously there's already tons of microtransactions in a bunch of AAA games or whatever but um will there be even more because because the people that are being reached are people that are even more used to it as opposed to you know you and me and everybody who's listening probably right now is you know more used to has been gaming for a while and is used to traditional games where you pay a certain amount and then that's it but now that clientele will point, be changing I think
0: it, it really might depend on what who the company is, mm, you know? Yeah. Um, because, like, as far as, like, is it possible for them to do this on this scale and then be able to, like, monetize it successfully without having to, like, do all these, like, microtransactions and stuff mm-hmm. like that? I think they definitely would be able to because it's, like, it's just more consumers, you mm-hmm. know? Like, it's not really adding that much to, like, your overhead to have... 20 million more people have access to your game. Right. That's 20 million more people playing your game and they gave you money in whatever way that they did. Yep. Um, so I don't know if they would need to monetize it like that. I think a lot of companies would look at it as an opportunity to monetize it right. more though.
1: Yes, I think that's exactly it. <laughs> Man, there's so a lot of interesting stuff you Get ready there. to hate Activision and EA even more. <laughs> yeah, I i'm pretty i'm i don't know maybe not confident but i'm pretty sure that google will show up at e3 now um maybe not but it seems like if sony's gone i feel
0: like if they're gonna do it it probably wouldn't be this year i think it's just too soon
1: well, I, I think they talked about city have- was gonna be out in 2019 though yeah but it's not going to
0: be out everywhere in 2019 oh gotcha um also it, like you had to imagine it's going to be like a pretty early stage of stadium where it's like we have 20 not even 20 we have 10 games oh for sure yeah <laughs> for the rest of this year you know and then next year we'll have 10 more games mm-hmm. <laughs> which i mean they'll probably expand faster than that right but as, as far as like games that are worthwhile having at e3 maybe they'll have that at e3 2020 mm-hmm. and then it's like here's what our next 8 to 12 months are going to look
1: like yep I mean, especially because the people that they've they've got a lot of like you know people who have worked in game development companies for a long time at uh, that are actually working or you know like people that worked at AEA or whatever their VP w- did bunch of good stuff, but it seems like all that happened pretty recently. To where, I don't know, who's to say that how long they've been actually working on? that side of this stuff you know all the businessy stuff i don't know i'm running out of words
0: (laughs) so something that's not on here um i don't know if you saw this announcement or not playstation Oh, yeah. Is straight up ripping off Nintendo Directs, <laughs> which I find interesting because when Nintendo Directs first started and everybody was l- like, Nintendo eventually got to the point where it's like, yeah, we don't really need E3. We have Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Everybody was like, this is insane. Nintendo's so tone deaf, blah, blah, blah here we are eight years after nintendo directs became a thing and sony i mean microsoft kind of already did a the the format a little bit mm-hmm. they're not really great at it they more do treehouse lives than right. they do nintendo directs um but now sony seems to be just straight up saying like okay here we're going to take that yep. <laughs> we're going to use that <laughs> thing that you do and we're going to call it state of play <laughs> then apparently we're going to get new update or people that care about that sort of thing i don't know how much of you have playstations i'd assume a lot of you do just because how numbers work accurate Um, numbers do work (laughs) but uh they're going to share new updates and announcement for playstation 4 and psvr software
1: yeah i do wonder if it'll be i mean we'll find out yeah we'll find out monday if it's going to be more like xbox uh inside xbox or like a nintendo direct because nintendo directs are really fun inside xbox apparently i haven't watched one but apparently not so much they're just it, a little like bit I said,
0: it's it's more like a treehouse live right. stream than it is like a
1: nintendo direct yep which i like the treehouse lives but that's because i like the stuff that they show there like most the, of the time yeah, and i right. don't really care about the stuff that xbox shows at theirs and that's all right
0: same and like i watched like the first one mm-hmm. uh, the first uh which i'll probably do with this so like this is an audition for them basically yep. of like okay what are they doing with this
1: um <laughs> so we'll see yep. maybe
0: they'll show some cool stuff
1: yeah i mean and even for nintendo fans it could be cool because maybe they'll show games that are cross-platform but are just being announced for ps4 first you know right. which most of which uh, would probably end up being i guess like i don't know jrpgs or something like that but mm, maybe not we'll see yeah so i'll talk about that more in my video probably
0: I mean i'm gonna have to add more to it uh because the scripting largely started a little bit of behind the scenes but the scripting <laughs> largely starts during the weekend so like saturday and sunday is like where a lot of the video will come from uh so i won't really be able to like go deep in like what they announced if they announce anything that matters or their formats and stuff like that but right. it is going to be part of the like this is why i think nintendo should do what th- xbox and playstation are doing because they always do what they do but like you know the, the <laughs> yeah. xbox
1: and sony always steal from nintendo so it's their turn yeah <laughs> i'll be interested to hear what you have to say but now is the part of the video where we talk about things that we already did say so um aj and everybody has videos that go up throughout the week I, hopefully if anybody's listening to this you also have been watching those videos i i would be baffled if not but uh if you were, didn't then go do it uh, and so what he said we're gonna talk about uh some comments for aj's video and some that were on my video as well and see what you guys had to say um but before we get into that the only things that i had to say i mean y- you mentioned a lot of great points on your smash bros talk um one of the things that i thought too that would be cool is you talked about the training mode not being great. And I feel like some kind of, like, actual... I mean, he gave some examples of things that would be neat and, like, telling you what to do. But I mentioned, like, Simon Says type thing. Where, like, turn training into a game of some sort. Where, like, different Mm -hmm. characters will show you combos or show you, I don't know, things that, like, try to do this as well or um, something along those lines. Where, like, training is more like it is in the matrix or whatever where neo and morpheus are fighting (laughs) as opposed to just you know yeah like a blob just hanging out there yeah yeah
0: yeah because like that i wanted to put footage in there of like this is kind of what i want to do but i don't want to capture it It was too much yep it's too much stuff uh but dragon ball fighters is like a a recent relative relevant
2: (laughs) a recent relative Uh,
0: fighting game that does something similar and a lot of fighting games do it where it's like here's this combo do this right Um yeah. and like you can play the video of like this is what the combo looks like and how the timing is and stuff like that uh it, combos don't really exist in the same way in smash brothers are right. more like this ad hoc like i mean not ad hoc but the, it's like a little bit like, yeah i know what you mean it just on the fly sort of situation of like oh you're here so i can do this next mm-hmm. um but there are like basic combos that like everybody like the obvious combo that a lot of people uh have come to know fighting me with squirtle is like down throw up b is free that's a free combo you can't do anything after that yeah up until like 50 percent um a lot of people do down throw up air or up throw up air with ivy sword like there's certain combos that like just exist and it's like you can't really di out of this until you get to here and then once you're here you can only do but so much against this combo so it's like they they should like do a better job at like helping people to either find that out on their own and like encourage that by saying like, try this against this character to do this and see what happens next, you know? Mm -hmm. Or directly telling you like this works. Yeah, This combo works for this character. Because as it is like, only people that already think that way and say, I wonder what this move leads into, they're the only ones that know how to use training mode. Mm -hmm. The only people that's like, yo, I'm about to lab out some combos are the people that understand that. Everybody else is like, what does that even mean? Yeah. (laughs) you're about to hit the lab what what is that
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah where's this lab (laughs) yeah so that's the thing uh but now that that was pretty much all the thoughts that i had because you mentioned a lot of things and blah blah going on oh we've got some comments from you guys and we're gonna read them and talk about them uh falcon hashtag comment challenge uh quality i had i had to pull this one because again (laughs) yeah
0: falcon is good at this game so, I know that he, his feedback is coming from
1: a good place. Yep. <laughs> uh, quality of life changes all around. For example, you can set default rules, or default rules, controls, schemes, and music. Why can't I have the game remember my character selection after the match is over with? Very true. Also, why can't I use different tags online? Battle arenas need help. True. In Smash 4, you could change the rules, characters, and stages on the fly. Why do I have to shut the arena down and hope my friends come back only because I wanted to update the rule set? I shouldn't lose my place in line because I've changed my mind on a character I'm playing as. If I decide that I want to stop playing and I have an arena with uh, four other players, they shouldn't have to make a whole new arena just because I left. Hashtag Smash 4 did it better. Not so much a Smash Ultimate exclusive issue, but I should be able to invite my friends who are online to join my game. Nintendo needs to fix Nintendo Switch Online as a whole. One thing I would like to see return is replay sharing and directly uploading to YouTube. The new replay share thing is too involved. Not difficult, just not really convenient. Again, hashtag Smash 4 did it better. Yes, I'm reusing these assets favorite feature, saveable rule sets and the radar actually truth. That's a lot of things.
0: And it's, all, yeah. it's all true. That's <laughs> a lot of stuff that Smash 4, and it's like, I touched on that where it's like, the arenas are real dumb. Where it's like, this is the rule set and that's it, and you can't change nothing, which makes no sense to me and how I play Smash Brothers. Because a lot of times when I'm playing Smash Brothers, like with a certain group of friends, uh, or family, they're like, okay, we played enough, like this, let's try this. Let's raise the percent, you know, like, let's do a crazy match where it's 2.0 damage ratio, mm-hmm. like knockback ratio or whatever, and turn it on all explosives, yep. and Let's pick this stage or whatever, you know, and you can't go from like, okay, these are the official stages. We're playing three stocks, seven minutes, you know, like we're playing competitive rules. You can't do that without making a whole new room, which is dumb. Yeah, It's like, you don't have to do that in
1: local play. I you don't think have that's, to be like, all right, yeah. let me
0: exit out of Smash mode and then go back in. <laughs> you know, it's dumb.
1: I think because you mentioned that that there's just a big disconnect between local and online, and like the way that those work. And I think that's a big point. it's just like as we've grown up, and a lot of us have, and we've moved away from each other and stuff. We want to play Smash, obviously the competitive way. For some people, but then also some people want to just be able to play like the way we would play in local multiplayer, which is just have fun and switch stuff up and, you know, mess with all the rules and whatever it, be able to do those with our friends that we can't actually be locally with as well. Yeah so and even, yeah.
0: like on a competitive angle like there's certain things that are locked out of online play that just don't make sense like you can't do best two out of three battles all, like in the game mm. through online but it has that option locally like what like that's so dumb yep. it doesn't make any
1: sense <laughs> can you do uh i really just don't know the tournament mode is that only local yes
0: which is <laughs> stupid yeah. it's real dumb I wonder, we we, um, have had a tournament in the past with Mm Wolfden, and we're going to do another one. Spoilers. I'm not going to say when, but we're doing one. Uh, It would be so much easier if we could just use the tournament feature to have the tournament instead of being like, here's an arena and like. I don't know Lidrin has to set it up and, or you know disc you or whatever mm-hmm. uh and he has to be in all these tournaments, and then you join in and then you gotta leave and blah blah, blah. why can't everybody that's in the tournament watch the tournament yeah. and be in the tournament? no
1: exactly, hopefully that's stuff that they'll you know maybe even fix in update three, but that's yeah, those were a lot of good things, Falcon that you mentioned that all need to be changed, um or at least even if they don't need to, it would be really nice if they did. <laughs> yeah Yeah. all right next up we got sega disney universe says i definitely agree with the gsp system they should have made it similar to the street fighter ranking point system where if you win against players with higher skill you earn more points and less when playing against less skilled players however that would be so annoying since smurfers would ruin your day by screwing your string over your harder hard-oined Oh, my goodness. Hard-earned points. That's just normal words. Um, also, I feel that the developers intentionally set the one-stock option to give the newbies a chance to reach elite. I admittedly do one-stock three minutes with hazard on sometimes out of pure salt when I lose to a laggy player. <laughs>
0: um, okay, so the second point, just because recency bias, uh, bias, uh I think that that would be dumb if the developers intentionally did that to reach something that is called elite. Right. You know, like, let's give people a way to cheese their way into being considered good at this game. <laughs> you know, like, I think I think that would uh-huh. be kind of stupid. But it definitely could be an um,
1: oversight in that realm for yeah. sure. Right. No, yeah. I mean, I've <laughs> I mentioned this on the podcast before that there was a little while when I was trying to get all the achievements and stuff and I was trying to get, lots of and i just don't play online all that much so i was trying to get as many players as fighters as possible in online smash just playing with them and so i definitely set it for one stock three minutes just to like and even i didn't care if i lost particularly i was just trying to get as many people in there as possible and i think i i didn't even get up maybe maybe just past 30 like 32 or something but yeah Yeah. i mean at that point it just bothered me like if you if
0: and really i mean admittedly this is like a selfish thing on my end it's like i don't really care what you do below what 3.5 million i don't care about that because that doesn't concern me uh but like if you're in that level like if you're over
1: 3 million you got come on Mm -hmm. like let's be serious here. like you got to be more respectable than that yep you know but i mean i think the Sega disney universe your point with the gsp system and that's kind of what you were saying aj too, in the video but yeah is is a good point that i think it's it's just logical that if somebody's got more than you and you beat them you should get more than if you beat somebody with lower gsp than you like that's just pretty straightforward but
2: it's just not the way it is
0: and on like his point of like there would be a lot of people that like again are even like trying to like cheese you Mm -hmm. uh i think that that should come Uh, part and parcel with the idea of like this rating system of like this player sucks to play against like he's not right you know and then have it be by committee so it's not just like a few people that are salty that you're way better than they are or even have like uh, uh, if you have a certain level of like this is a bad player have actual people review like okay like look at a match that they do or however many matches that they do And say, okay, yeah, this player does use their lag to their advantage or Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, and place them with that. And there's a lot of stuff that, like, they already have access to. Like, you can see on your end as a developer, like, okay, yeah, this player generally has a terrible connection. Like, their internet strength is not great. So, you should place them with people (laughs) that have similar internet. Uh Uh-huh rather than, like, punishing other people that actually are prepared to play this game online by matching them with them, because that that just is inherently unfair because the person that has bad internet is used to playing in bad internet so they're adjusting their strategy to how laggy the game is for them Mm -hmm. and the other players used to playing more smooth matches generally and they're not used to the lag and they're not playing like this is just normal
1: i yeah i played a match where it was super laggy and i i think it might have been my fault because i was playing handheld but like kind of far from my router but in any case um again it was whatever it doesn't matter. I was playing it it was super laggy and I was doing surprisingly well. i it was like I was jigglypuff versus a mega Man oh, God and Mega Man did not enjoy because like <laughs> especially with everything that's ranged, like he couldn't time it really at all. and at some point, right. the internet just got better uh, and also the I think the timer and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like well, no, in this case at least it was definitely tied to The frame rate or the speed of the match or whatever so it was going super slow so like it was a six or seven minute match attention to that
0: yeah because (laughs) usually like the time limit's not a factor unless somebody's like super campy right unless i'm fighting somebody that sets the match to three stop two minutes
2: or whatever you know yeah
1: so this one it was it wasn't even that the time limit came into play as far as it ending but just i was looking up and i was like all right when's this gonna end and it was like (laughs) two minutes in in the game but definitely was six or seven minutes in real life where it was like (laughs) and finally just got better at some point and immediately the tables turned because i had been winning and like immediately he started winning because like everything got smoother again and he could do you know regular things he or she i don't know the person but mega man so what a time yep uh, next up we got Colin McRae says I think you missed one f- my
0: cousin it's my cousin oh,
1: the, it's the not actually name. my oh. cousin
0: it's not, it's not hey AJ you're friend. just a
1: liar uh i think you missed one flaw which has probably been my biggest letdown with the game and that's the fact that you can't do couch co-op in the battle arena that literally killed the game on launch launch day for me because my i didn't even know that was a thing that's stupid yeah no agreed um because my friends were playing my brother's switch but i live in another city we were really shocked to find out that they couldn't all join me on his console in the b.a. b.a. I don't know what that means. Battle oh, ballerina, gotcha. It makes absolutely no sense either, considering you can couch co-op and random, randoms or and play randoms online in Quichemax. I have experienced this as well. Yeah, I tried to play uh, my wife's cousin. Um, uh, he's got a Switch, and he and his wife were like, "Hey, well, you want to play Smash?" And they live like an hour or two away, and we we're like, "Yeah, sure." And we figured out, yep, you can't play. You can't like choose who you want to play doubles against on Wi-Fi you just have to play one-on-one and take turns
0: <laughs> that's stupid yeah um i didn't even know that i just because i guess i never really tried that the only people i play locally with have their own switch so we just play local wi-fi mm, you know yeah <laughs> um if we're, and if we're going to play online with other people we use our own switches mm-hmm. um so yeah can I you play I've multiple people in a
1: battle arena you can right or, I mean, like, more than mm. two people. Can you play, like, four players in a battle arena? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. You just have to you set You can do more than
0: four, though. It's capped at four. Gotcha. But you can do, uh, like, team battles and all that good deer
1: stuff. Gotcha. That makes sense that it's not more than four, though, just because, I yeah. don't know, Wi-Fi, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But, yeah, Colin, uh, AJ's cousin, agreed. <laughs> There's, yeah, yeah that's it. the same kind of stuff where, like, I think they need to start thinking about online as or just having an online moan which probably is just ballerina be function in as many of the same ways as possible as local and there you go yes just kind of do it. mix and match and make it work so uh yeah well last up we got jbell 17 that says i said this before but quick play needs to make rule sets an actual rule and not a suggestion it sucks that i continue getting item matches when i have that off and weird stages when i have battlefield and also battlefield and omega together like mentioned and don't give me a match where the competitor has double my gsp or half i'm trying to get better
0: yeah uh agreed on the i mean agreed on this full thing Mm -hmm. but specifically i want to touch on the first thing uh yes it's so stupid that preferred <laughs> rules is not like not actually that right it's like this i mean this would be like how i like to play best but i'm fine with whatever uh-huh. you want to give me like no that's not what this that's not what this is like i would be fine waiting an extra 20 seconds for you to find another person because i feel like the majority of people that are playing this game online especially at that level of gsp mm-hmm. want to play at least a little bit respectively yeah. you know right for Where sure. it's like, yeah i want to play like stock like three minute stocks i mean not three minute stock three stocks however many minutes blah blah, blah. i'm pretty sure they don't want to play one stock items on high you know like <laughs> yeah. any stage all that stuff like that's super casual like low tier stuff if i'm playing against somebody like that they probably have DDD, right <laughs> and like that's the only time i can see somebody that high G- with their gsp and having that role set right so it can't be hard to find another player that has this preference. Why, though, do I ever have matches where it's not that? Like, I, yesterday, I legit got matched in a, a team match that was two minutes, one stock, oh items on, on freaking <laughs> Rainbow Cruise. I'm like, what, And what world? Like, you missed every single preference. Yep. Every preference was <laughs> wrong how how is
1: I don't know, it but like, they got rainbow mm-hmm. cruise right so you're good to yeah. go there that's the only
0: stage it's you like, like. <laughs> it's obviously yeah it's like it's like the game said yeah no we don't want to give you any of that <laughs> which is stupid yeah um as far as the battlefield and omega together yes i agree with that because i think battlefield and omega are both like competitively sound i think that like depending on what your character is you do have like in like omega little mac inherently has an, a, a like a higher chance of winning on omega than he would on battlefield you know right um, yeah like battlefield suits like a character like Ivysaur more than an omega uh form of a stage yep. would um so it, it would be good to shuffle it between both of those because so you can't would, always have the bad. advantage or right yeah um as far as the gsp thing yeah this mode is terrible at like <laughs> trying to get better at the game it's real bad at that Mm -hmm. because most people aren't like if you're trying to get good at a certain matchup you're like oh well i I struggle against ganon i want to learn how to fight him i mean you'll find a lot you'll find a lot of ganon's but for the most part if you're fighting somebody that's ganon they're just trying to cheese you and they're going to leave immediately Mm. uh if you could lock it in so that like i only want to do best two out of threes that'd be great Mm -hmm. the technology exists it's in the game (laughs) um and the half gsp or double gsp i like um i both don't like that and i like it at the same time because like i can start playing a character and i know that i'm better than a certain like threshold of it and i want to be like okay i'm coming in and this character could easily be on the level of like my pokemon trainer so i want to be able to fight people that are on that level so i can rise up to it faster Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's annoying when you fight somebody that has way lower gsp than you do mm-hmm. and they're one of those cheesy players so then they just get an easy win mm-hmm. and some free gsp Yeah, like yeah ugh.
1: yeah i man, all i think anything that has a bunch of online functionality needs to have some kind of like review or not review system but you know something where you can like penalize people for doing things or whatever i mean honestly in an only somewhat similar vein that like i wish you could review games on the switch eShop so that like lots of people could kind of come together and be like this game's bad don't buy bouncy bob (laughs) or whatever like i don't know and they 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 kind of flirted with the idea of doing that yeah and then it never happened yet (laughs) so like i don't know what's up but it's not there yet that's for sure So, man, yeah. But uh, good good vidja right there, doing all your stuff. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, Yeah, speaking of videos, I did one and asked you guys some questions, and you gave some good answers. Um, Specifically, and I'll ask you first, AJ, because I'm curious, and then we'll get into everybody's comments. Uh, If you could only play one genre of game for the rest of your life, what would it be?
0: Uh, Probably action games which is broad i guess but like i don't know what you call breath of the wild (laughs) (laughs) you know like games like breath of the wild or like mario odyssey like that sort of thing Mm -hmm. even though like i guess mario odyssey and breath of the wild are technically different genres because mario odyssey is a platform right but like most games have like all these asterisks where it's like everything's an rpg (laughs) yeah (laughs) good point (laughs) so it's like I, i don't know i guess it just depends on like what your definition is but like On like in general the games that like i set aside everything to play and it's like i'm playing this other than smash brothers Mm -hmm. is like the like the big action games like the Mm spider-mans the red dead redemptions the breath of the wilds those tentpole releases yep um so if i could only do that uh then it would probably be action games nice or smash brothers you know
1: (laughs) i was gonna say there's there's an obvious a glaring uh Whole there but I wouldn't
0: say fighting games because I don't like all fighting games.
1: I had to care about the IP to care about the fighting games. Absolutely, no, for sure. Uh, I'll we'll read the comments and then I'll say mine at the end. Here we go. Uh, first up, uh, Suyong Rai says, I'm a huge sucker for stories, hence RPGs, but with a J in parentheses at the beginning, so maybe JRPGs or RPGs. Yeah,
0: he's just down for whatever. Yep. It's like I like JRPGs. I like regular RPGs. <laughs> I like. Does anybody go, like? That's kind of messed up. Like, why are Western RPGs just RPGs? Mm.
1: That's. A, I mean, I guess because there is an inherent difference a lot of times with like.
0: No, but I'm saying, why do they
1: get to be the oh, one? Oh, I know? see what you mean. <laughs> like, yeah, right. <laughs> like, in, as in, instead, it should be RPGs and WRPGs or something like that.
0: Yeah, like or JRPGs or, and also WRPGs or whatever.
1: I mean, that said, um, I guess I do feel like you'll hear about people talking about Western RPGs to some degree, but yeah, what would be the... Because I guess, I mean, even a lot of regular like games that you just classify as just RPGs are also japanese games a lot of times like you know i guess breath of the wild you could categorize as an rpg in some ways i mean you can't really because it's you're not you're not leveling up like that i think that's the the main thing is are you as a character gaining levels as you're going and no you're not
0: which is i don't i don't know rpgs it's a weird thing which is like that's why because like The thing that everybody knows is, like, I don't really care about RPGs, but at the same time, like, that's not 100% true. (laughs) Like, I'm not, like, inherently opposed to, like, a lot of the mechanics in RPGs. Mm -hmm. It just so happens that a lot of, like, the tropes of RPGs is what I don't like. Like, Right. being an RPG doesn't mean that you need to be, like, bad at your exp- exposition dumps or, like, you got to do, like, fetch quests and, like, crap like that where it's, like, <laughs> uh, you can't go and do the thing. You have to be told to go to do the thing before you can go do the thing. Like, that sort of stuff. Like, nothing about that says, like, oh, that's what you need to be to be an RPG. Mm-hmm. It just so happens to be something that is prevalent
1: in that genre. Yeah no and i think it is i i mean especially because young mentions stories are like one of the main factors for rpgs and stuff which right. i i could definitely feel that but it's funny because i think that would also be probably one of my uh, one of the genres that i'd pick except for it's not and i'll get to that at the end but still um <laughs> but i don't really care about stories and games barely at all like um which is I don't know like I mean I really I enjoyed playing Xenoblade Chronicles and like and I cared about the story in it but I also kind of didn't care about the story at the same time like it was just I I don't know I just enjoyed the world and like the gameplay was fun enough you know like I don't know
0: like that's the thing for me too where it's like it's not rare for me to care about a game's world Mm -hmm. but like if i don't already care about the world i don't care about the story at all yes um because a lot of times they're just run of the mill like okay i've seen this elsewhere and done better at that Mm -hmm. you know like even like the 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 stories that people talk like they bring up in games it's like oh you got to play the last of us it's a great story Uh but it's not like this groundbreaking thing (laughs) overall yeah you know like uh you know like screenwriters aren't going to be a lot, like they're not sitting there like man gotta really look to that because like it's been done before like the people that wrote the last of us were looking at the road and like you know stuff yeah. like that that already existed in other mediums mm-hmm. um so like in in that regard i'm not really like big on video game stories right either. i mean I and similarly care, like i
1: my mom is an avid reader like reads mm-hmm. so much And I just don't. (laughs) And I think that's a big thing, too, is I care a lot. I enjoy movies and I enjoy shows. And I but I think, again, with those, it's a lot of times I like the worlds of those. And I like the things that happen in those worlds, like Stranger Things, for example. Like, I really enjoy that. Um, But I like this, the story outside of that. And I guess, I don't know, reading books, too, I don't really i can't visualize books super well like i really have to try hard to like get it to create a world in my mind out of what i'm reading so i think that's that's something too where uh yeah i i really enjoy the worlds of rpgs so i would agree with seong on that front um but i just for some reason don't really care about the stories a lot of times um which is why like i i make myself I mean, I'm interested in cutscenes, but also part of me wants to skip the cutscenes and get get back to the action in a lot of things. But a lot of times, it'll be like, if the couple times I've even accidentally done that, like in Xenoblade, there's been a couple of times the way it mapped the skip cutscene thing. If I pause it during a cutscene, the button that to me would mean resume game instead was skip this cutscene. So I skipped a bunch of cutscenes because of that accidentally, <laughs> which was lame. But uh, there were a bunch of times I skipped the cutscene and then it was like. I don't know what I'm doing now. Like you told me where to go and what to do, but I'm not really sure. So I've got to like go through a bunch of menus to find out. So all that yeah. said things, uh. but yeah, so uh, good comment. Uh, next up, these, two, uh, these two comments, I'll read them back to back. Cause they're related. Uh, James games, badly. Bella Ruzer, that, There you go. Uh, says FPS. I don't even like, or are any good at them, but always end, end up playing them for some reason. And then Derek Lewis says FPS games. While I love many games styles, it's no contest in which type I've put the most time into. Um they're obviously talking about frames per second games, so very high clearly. <laughs> I'm
0: just kidding. Yes, clearly. Yeah, first person um, shooters. Right. This is a like this is a genre that like I'm not inherently against, mm-hmm. you know, like in the in the way of like I, it probably has a lot of tropes that I don't like with RPGs, sort of thing. So, I don't want to play It's just one that I don't spend a lot of time with. So, I generally don't have a great time. You know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's like I'm, it, it, I just am so used to being like at a certain level with most games that I play. And I'm very not with shooters. So, it just like makes me not want to play them, except for Splatoon. Right. Splatoon's the only one it's like I just immediately caught on to. And it's like, okay, yeah, I get this. Mm-hmm. Um, This works for me. <laughs> and I think maybe I would like. A lot of shooters more if they also had like motion controls Mm -hmm. for the aiming but there we go uh yeah (laughs) so like like it's a meme at this point that's like adrian's bad at (laughs) battle royale games and it's like yeah but like i also don't play call of duty all the time (laughs) so like i'd be better if i did but i don't yep
1: instead i can destroy you in smash Bros. (laughs) so there's that (laughs) i think this answer is interesting because it's the one it's the one that's most accurate probably where like there's a whole lot of people that the only games they do play actually are first person shooters i mean also i think the other genre that does that is sports games like there's lots of people that will only buy the new fifa and that's it yeah you know even like google's ceo when he went up and talked he was like i don't really play games very much but i play a lot of fifa (laughs) (laughs) and i was like all right good for you man as if it's not a game right yes i I, (laughs) guess so um but i think it's funny too that both you guys mentioned that you i mean well james specifically mentioned that he's not very good at them or doesn't even particularly like them but plays them a lot so i i guess it's just one of those things where yeah i don't know i play them a lot because like in a lot of ways games
0: games are like a social thing right and people a lot of people like shooters it turns out so i end up playing them (laughs) Where it's like literally the only reason why I even downloaded Fortnite or Apex Legends or, you know, PUBG was because Bob or like another friend was like, hey, we should play this. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really like a thing of like, I'm interested in figuring <laughs> out what makes people like this or whatever. It's just a thing of like somebody being like, hey, uh play, let's play this. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, man, it's, I've just, i grew up i guess mostly just playing games by myself or like with other friends that also played games but we just weren't playing them particularly together
2: mm-hmm.
1: other than a little bit here and there like a friend would come over and it's like oh you want to play mario kart with me or there's a couple games like lord of the rings return of the king that game i played that to death um with my friend james in high school just hours upon hours but besides that like and that was cooperative too so it's not like um that's just something that is not innate in me to play games with other people, which is why I just play single player games, like a, yeah. like a fun little time that I have. Um,
0: but yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm the opposite because I do play like single player games mm-hmm. uh, from time to time. You know, mm-hmm. like when the Spider Man comes out, I'm a play it. Yep. When you know that sort of thing. Also, Pokemon, but Pokemon's not a, really a single player game um, for the Interesting, bulk of the experience yeah. for me. Uh, but like stuff like, like something that me and Logan used to play a lot. Obviously, Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Like Smash Brothers was a big, th- big thing for us. But another shooter, Gears of War. Like Logan was already like really into Gears, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Yo, I really like this game. You should get it." And then I got it, and we played it a lot. Yeah. Um, so it's like literally those. That that's the only thing that gets me to play shooters. Yep. It's other people.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, and I'd be curious if that happens. Just like if, I mean, rumors of. Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Master Chief Collection coming to Switch at some point. And I was talking yeah. to my friend Mitch, and he was like, Ooh, I would totally buy that because I, you know, love Halo and stuff. And he was like, If that came to Switch, would you get it? And I was like, I mean, if you get it, sure you know and there we'll it give is. it a shot that's Why the start not? that's um, the start <laughs> but yeah absolutely i'm terrible at first person shooters especially because part of it is just like i'm not used to the limited range of or field of view kind of stuff um yeah. i'm just more used to third person like, so. shooters are definitely
0: a thing that you need to play to be good it's yeah. like fighting games. like nobody picks out a smash brothers the first time ever
1: and is great right. at it. you got to play it a lot and then you'll be great yeah. at it <laughs> so like if you don't play it a lot you're not gonna be
2: good mm-hmm
1: um, last last comment leo spang hero nice says metroidvanias but since there would only be this genre there would be a new metroid game every year alternating between 2d and 3d every two years yo that's a galaxy brain tape <laughs> he's he's like guaranteeing that
0: he gets his favorite series and also mm-hmm. genre all <laughs> at once yep yeah
2: because I mean, like yeah. if,
0: if i said only fighting game or even only action games there's no guarantee that i would get my favorite of that right every year uh-huh. but like how could you only be able to play metroidvanias and not have a new metroid mm-hmm. every year? it's called metroidvania
1: <laughs> yeah i think this was a good answer i think too i mean every answer is a good answer for that person because that's what they wanted but um i appreciated this one because i feel like metroidvanias all just do a good job of progression and that kind of stuff is just like especially because they're all so diverse and you know your abilities change from different ones to different ones and i feel right. like they can be really creative in good ways where yeah. uh, you know it's eventually fighting games would get stale pretty quick i feel like or you know a lot of games you. how dare you uh, <laughs> it just would so i'm just saying how dare, um, you. How dare you uh even i mean first person I shooters smash brothers
0: I put so many hours <laughs> in the smash brothers
1: <laughs> yeah honest, i
0: mean i mean generally like like i said i didn't pick fighting games because right. like
1: I don't like most fighting games. I mean, honestly, I besides mean, just, Smash Brothers, everything else is fair. Is much more same. Like Smash Brothers is by far the most different fighting game of any of the fighting games. Oh, you're about to make people mad. I mean, I'm not saying it's. I mean, it's subjective. Nah, whether it's, it's too the late, or you not. already made people mad. Somebody's <laughs> writing an iTunes review,
0: which you should also do. <laughs>
1: i was um, right the most different but that is <laughs> that's my hot take i'm sticking to it um but yeah also like yeah. The, uh, something
0: that's interesting about this comment the first couple comments were like well you you're more so you you like rpgs yeah. but the first couple comments were like yeah we appreciate that you like that but like that wouldn't be the world that i would be. <laughs> but this one with metroidvanians we're like
1: yeah okay <laughs> like that'd be fine i think i mean it's one of those things where like again first person shooters i think what keeps that fresh is um would is just the online aspects of that so like you get to do you know that kind of stuff and like playing with other people and you know competitive type things in different environments and new games would come out and you'd be doing the same kind of thing but in different environments so it'd be fun for that reason uh rpgs and metroidvanias i think have both like good progression type Mechanics most of the time, like or at least good Metroidvanias and good RPGs, have good progression mechanics. And so, you know, as long as the worlds are fairly varied in there, then they wouldn't get still very quickly, I don't think, just for that reason. As opposed to, like I said, I think besides Smash, I feel like fighters might get still kind of quickly, but that's just, you know, personal bias, I'm sure. Oh, there yeah. you go um i think for me before we move on to the last section of our podcast uh i i I can't remember i think i've mentioned this before but maybe i did um in any case yeah that probably some kind of mmo um specifically like i i was that is so weird (laughs) but that's that's weird
0: you're like i don't like multiplayer games like the most multiplayer kind of game
1: (laughs) so I think what it is is um, because I was just thinking about it if there was only like one kind of game none of the ones that are out there right now would be that game or whatever but um when i played runescape back in the day i i put so many hours into it and like would keep going back so So, like when when they
0: announced that no that's rune factory oh yeah did not care about that particular. i was like were you like were you like oh my god Uh, another entry in the rune series (laughs) <laughs> it's got rune in the
1: title. We're doing it. Although I, a little bit, I was like, rune? No, uh-oh. Um, but I can't remember if I mentioned this on the podcast or not. Maybe maybe so. But I um, the other week found RuneScape was on uh, the App Store. And it was just, you could play classic RuneScape for free on your phone and i downloaded it and like three seconds in was like nope not doing this this is a terrible (laughs) mistake and just bowed out immediately because i there on multiple occasions i would i mean that was like one of the first games that i spent a long time just really investing time into in like sixth grade i'd play that a ton and then yeah played it pretty much end of sixth grade all through when we moved and uh then at some point yeah like midway through seventh or eighth grade or so kind of dropped out and then just came back to it every couple years for a little bit and would get sucked in and then figure out like nope it's not worth it and ditch but a lot of that i think the reason for me that an mmo of some sort would be good is just because it's got the progression kinds of stuff. It's And there's a lot of different kinds of things you can do in there. So it's kind of like it can scratch a lot of different itches at the same time. You could
0: literally play one MMO for the rest of your life.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um, and not that I do, because I obviously don't. I The fact that I can switch between games means I'd much rather do that and play lots of different kinds of games. But like if there was an MMO in the Zelda world or something like that and... Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> or pokemon absolutely okay, and you know you could be you could fill all these different roles and stuff like that i think that would that would just keep me invested and interested for the longest amount of time so i should have said pokemon <laughs> to trigger people <laughs> too late hot takes already it's taken too late too you did late. it um but speaking of things that we do we answer your comments so be sure to comment on all the videos um also if if you're still listening to the podcast you're probably somebody who cares about just how this channel does in general and how we can expand and grow and get more people into the community and and whatnot um and that's something that comments are really helpful for algorithm things as well so like definitely leaving comments is helpful to be able to grow the community and etc etc which is nice for us and nice for everybody i suppose i don't know
0: This is true. These are facts. The bigger the channel gets, the more content you get, the better content you
1: get. So everybody wins. Accurate. Very true. So yeah, other things that you can win with is comment or asking questions. I already said Uh, (laughs) commenting. We're getting to the Q and A section, and this is something you can join our Discord and ask questions on there, and we'll pull all those. Otherwise, uh, AJ also asks on the community page on YouTube. So check around Friday, you know, mid afternoon. And uh, there'll probably be something on there for you to ask some questions on, or you can tweet at somebody or whatever, and we'll get your questions in here. But we've got some of those to get into right now. Here we go. Uh, Value asks, if there was an ARMS 2, what features do you think were missing from the first game? I think that the competitive mode should only allow the default fists, as allowing custom characters in this fighting game makes it really hard to play against certain characters, such as Master Mummy with two umbrellas.
0: yo I value is very invested in arms <laughs> <laughs> and i appreciate it because i thought arms was great a lot of people were like like bob mm-hmm. like bob's whole thing we went to the nintendo preview event or whatever right mm-hmm. and bob was like arms sucks and then i played arms and i was like yo arms is decent you know like, <laughs> it's pretty good it's fun um so like i would be in but yeah i value is very in I think <laughs> I yeah, I conform. wouldn't even know that a lot of these things didn't already exist in Arms because I haven't played it since they like really updated right. it. Right. Um, because of physical media, I don't know where my
1: Arms cartridge is. <laughs> Mistakes. So rip that. Yep. I think I mean so I I didn't buy Arms. I played the test punch how dare you how dare uh, you you. well i think and so here's the thing for me personally at least we've talked about how i don't really do online stuff all that much um yeah and i know that there's single player content in there but i think it's definitely not enough to right that's i think that's the thing for me and maybe a lot of other people i don't know who else cares about it specifically um but having single player content that's more than just kind of like I don't know do these these series of fights which it's hard to do that in a fighting game that let's be honest like that's just not something that figuring out a good way to do that is tricky but i think that they could do it um
0: just because like fighting games like smash brothers for instance right Mm -hmm. like it's not that hard to find out how to do that because it's more than just a fighting game it's a fighting game that's like also kind of a platform right um for arms they could use the mechanics of arms Mm -hmm. to make it more of like an adventure game of some sort or whatever you know yep um they it doesn't have to only exclusively be this thing or they could make it a fighting game but just do like certain challenges around that which they kind of flirted with a little bit where it's like here's the target challenge Mm -hmm. mini games and like volleyball and basketball with like you know like that sort of thing yep um they could definitely do more of that open world arms
1: i think is what we're talking about that's what we need (laughs) obviously (laughs) obviously no yeah i exactly i think there's different ways that they could switch it up and add stuff in there um to i mean add challenges besides just back-to-back fighting people and also i think the other big thing is that it seemed like there was a lack of content at the beginning because they were going to do the updates and stuff um, yeah. And that's something that's fairly controversial in general. I feel like, you know, like with the Kirby, Kirby was the biggest, I think, example of that where they just added so yeah, much, mean, Kirby, they could have had so I much think, more at the beginning.
0: I think when you're a multiplayer game and online multiplayer mm-hmm. game specifically, you can get away with that a lot easier because there's already like so much time that you can put into the right. game. Um. So like adding more content just incentivizes you to add even more time to your Playtime, yep. where it's like, like with splatoon right As, especially with the original game like when a new game gun got announced like the play uh activity skyrocketed you know where it's like it something new got announced a new stage the it got to a peak and then it kind of tapered out a new gun got announced it skyrocketed again and then it kind of tapered out mm-hmm. so like new content content editions allow the game to have like a longer life than just being like here's everything all I want uh, get tired of whatever your preference is, and then stop playing the game. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I, I think it, it it works for games like Splatoon, and I guess like Arms. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it just but- felt
1: like the amount at the. So I just looked it up. I think there's 16 characters in Arms now after everything said and done. But I want to say they launched with. 10 or maybe 12
0: it was something like that but i feel
1: like 16 would have been like the right number to start with like that would have felt like that's a full roster to start with and then adding more would have felt like oh and more content whereas it really legitimately felt like at least to me somebody who didn't get the game that when it launched it was like this is kind of a lacking lineup and then by the end it was like this is an adequate, like this is the right amount of characters kind of a thing i think smash brothers
0: (laughs) and like that ruined people's perspective especially in retrospect yeah for sure yeah because like full rosters used to be like eight characters (laughs) and now if you don't have at least 30 people are like this isn't enough yeah
1: i feel like going like starting at 15 and going up to 20 would have been great for arms where it felt like yeah that to me at least just says who I am that I think if they had had that and also just more single or like more diverse single player content that wasn't that didn't just feel like I'm just playing, you know, essentially the same as an online thing, but against a computer at a very right. difficulty level, um that's that's a, I mean, honestly, splatoon is a great example of like the single player content. again, I haven't actually got the end blasphemy, I know. um How dare you. <laughs> but the single player content is like, here's just some it's it's not the lone version of Yo, multiplayer content it's just player content single player
0: content dope in splatoon yeah. Yeah. that was one of my complaints like as far as like stuff that's lacking with the original game is like it should have had more yeah <laughs> it had like 29 do you mean like before the octo expansion or was or splatoon one no i mean the original gotcha. game that's um I think honestly the Splatoon, thing that I'm waiting Splatoon for. Too, yeah. like I didn't even care about the single player content for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um and then I played through it, I was like, oh, this is really good. So here's a question. Uh I think in the back of my mind, I'm waiting on getting Splatoon. If at some point it comes out as sixty dollars for the full game with the Octo Expansion included then that's when i'll get the game because at that point i'll feel like even if i don't play the multiplayer at all which is a legitimate concern of mine is like i don't want to put in 60 bucks to not play multiplayer content yo i'll play the multiplayer (laughs) of splatoon 2 with you (laughs) i mean it would be fun i just don't know if i will actually do it but we'll see whatever but do you you think that so i guess this is my question do you think that the single player content of just splatoon 2 is worth the 60 dollars, or i mean that's subjective obviously but you know what i'm trying to say
0: it really just depends on how much you enjoy the mechanics right of the game because that was a driving force for me mm-hmm. for like what made me want to finish it because like at first i was like eh, i don't really care about this i would just want to play online um and then i played it and i was like yo like this really uses the mechanics in a in an interesting way and the octo, octo expansion even more so mm-hmm uh so if you enjoy the mechanics and you like the the idea of the like uh ink swimming with the synergy of the shooting the ink and mm-hmm. recharging your ink and all that stuff if that interests you in any way and climbing up the walls and going through your grates and you know mm-hmm. all that stuff if that interests you i think that both things are worth it gotcha. worth the money cool uh hashtag free product for octo expansion <laughs> i paid for the game though. nice <laughs>
1: Yeah, good question, OpValue. Uh, I'd imagine we'll see an ARMS 2 at some point, and hopefully they'll have some of those things. Impu asks, do you think there's a home for AAA games on the Switch? If so, could there be more ports of AAA exclusives for the Switch itself? Example, the new Skyrim game teased with a new engine. I do understand that Doom and Wolfenstein pulled it off because of the versatility of the game engine and the ease of downscaling from its intended medium.
0: Yes. Uh, mostly because i think that games are like game engines are just inherently going to become more and more scalable as you move forward Mm -hmm. like you would think uh from a bird's eye view looking at gaming or technology just in general that everything would become more and more powerful so therefore you don't need to scale as much but there's a lot of like low-end tech that are beginning to get high-end games you know like smartphones right um, so they need to build their e- build their engines to be scalable if they want to have access to that user base. Like the biggest user base by far is smartphones. Right. We're looking at over a billion people <laughs> at that point. So it's like you're gonna wanna adapt to that in some way if you wanna have access to that pool of people. Um so yeah, and with Switch specifically, it just makes too much sense. Like The user base that they have and far as far as like demographics go like it's the perfect demographic for those types of games Mm -hmm. i think it's perfectly split between male and female and the age is what uh 24 i mean like 18 to 24. yeah that's the demo like that's what you want
1: (laughs) the thing that i think is may throw a cog in the wrench in the cog or something May, may make it yeah, weird yeah. is the mm-hmm. streaming stuff i wonder yeah it, you know just what happens with that if they decide not to because of because they're going to stream there instead so that's i think
0: yeah. that we might have a mixture of both yeah, i think so um just like in the way that like and they brought this up on left and live where it's like There's always going to be physical media like music because there's always going to be enthusiasts that are willing to like Mm -hmm. pay for that stuff. Um, I think that it's like even within game development studios, there's going to be people that work there that are like so like invested in the experience of having this thing physically. Mm -hmm. So I think that those studios that know that like, okay, the switch has a, a vibrant user base that are going to pay for this game they're going to put their game physically on the switch and use the hardware to to make their game work but then there's also going to be the cd project reds of the world that's like no we care more about the vision of our game we want it to be like run in the way that we intended it to so if it's going to be on switch it needs to be cloud-based um so i think we'll have a mixture of. i think
1: especially within the physical conversation like something that i can never get out of my head is most of the physical games that i have were given to me as a gift by somebody Mm um yeah probably most of them uh and so i think that's just a market that they're not going to want to at least you know as many as possible so like the biggest games just aren't going to want to get rid of that where they still want somebody to be able to buy me ease eight for as a christmas gift like
0: we can't go all digital nobody's going to buy parker games exactly. anymore exactly
1: i'm very important
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah yeah i know that's you're because like, like even even like it's just so much less personable yeah. to be like hey um i emailed you <laughs> uh a uh, uh, amazon code for cuphead yep. too
1: you know like yeah and even if it's like as gamers age up and we can we know that we could buy somebody a digital copy of something or get somebody an eShop card or whatever um people's spouses or I mean like parents at this point you know obviously I don't know just lots of people spouses parents other people cousins neighbors whatever just won't know that stuff regardless of how it, I think I think that they all know about like
0: like everybody knows that gift cards exist yeah yeah, yeah um, for sure but it's just like it, it, it just... Feels so much worse to be like, oh yeah, hey, I get, I got you a gift mm-hmm. card. <laughs> you know, yep. like it, it seems like I don't actually know what you want. I just <laughs> generally know what you're into. Uh-huh. So like, do it yourself. Here's the money. Well, it's funny. So like
1: for um, Christmas, my mother or my in-laws, uh you know, so they they got me. They're actually the ones that got me ease 8 which is funny because my father-in-law's name is Dana, and it's lacrimosa of Donna. There it is. So that's yeah, fun. You know. Um, what if he only bought it because honestly, of that? Like, hey. I I thought about it like, I mean, he loves that kind of just, you know, jokes and stuff. He's a funny guy. And so I was like, hey, dad jokes exist for a reason. 100% they do. I tell one every day on my daily team meeting at work. (laughs) Um, It's traditional and it's very fun. But um, You're not allowed. You're not a dad. No, but I want to. You're not allowed. You're legally not allowed. But so they, so they got me that. But then also in my stocking, there was uh, an eShop gift card as well and my mother-in-law was like well i don't know how that thing works but i mean whatever you know there there it is ashley said to get you that so i don't know and i was like cool it's and i explained like yeah so it's you know how like you can buy games you can also i could just get them digitally instead of getting them physically like kind of like you can download movies or something and she's like oh okay <laughs> which is just you could be like it's kind of like cute. getting like, a starbucks you know, give card, right i think i guess just she probably thought like you know back in 64 days starbucks
0: gift cards are cool i guess true because you can refill those and like you like philip defranco and like other influencers this is a tangent <laughs> but other influencers are like hey i bought this gift card uh you can use it it's a hundred dollars but if you're going to use it uh and you empty it you should refill it pay it forward
2: mm-hmm. interesting that'd be cool
0: if you could do that with switch shop yeah that'd be dope nintendo do it do it So I can post the eShop gift card like here's a hundred dollar eShop card. Uh if you use it, pay it forward. That's
1: right. But yeah, so I don't know. I'm interested in all that stuff. I feel like you're right. The that it'll be a little bit of both for AAA games. Um but I think it'll be really helpful to have the streaming platform so that we can get the majority of them. Um, But the ones, but there will still be ones that are kind of tailor-made. I I do wonder, like, you know, we'll get a Monster Hunter Switch at some point, and that'll probably be more akin to, maybe not in mechanics, but just in vibe of Monster Hunter world as opposed to monster hunter generations ultimate because that was a 3ds yeah, yeah, yeah. game
0: so i think just because like how much more like how much wider the appeal for that game like monster hunter world yeah. sold like something like it's like eight yeah. million plus units it was which insane. is ridiculous for a monster yep. Hunter. Game.
1: so i think with that you know it's there's just going to be a lot of things that uh there's going to be games that are more tailor-made for the switch that are third-party AAA kinds of things um, just because that happens. There you go. Uh, next up, question. This one we kind of teased out a little bit earlier. Batar asks Will the Camera VR Labo bring back Pokemon Snap? Uh, yes, I was going to bring that up <laughs> I,
0: earlier. Mm-hmm. I gestured towards it. I think that they should do something like that. I, I don't know if they're going to do like a full game. Right. But they could definitely do like a little experience, like within Pokemon Sword and Shield mm-hmm. And say, hey, here's this little thing. You can use your uh, Labo camera. Yeah.
1: Or Pokemon Let's Go, maybe even more likely. I mean, that's kind of behind them now. But they did. I mean, with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, that was a thing. So um, just because Let's Go already has, you know, the more immersive world kind of a thing where there's pokemon walking around and all that and then they wouldn't have to design as many pokemon or something but in any case still they should do it with something
0: yeah do it because it would be done got the camera there it That's, is right there
1: it will be a thing um next up crazy derp two asks why do you think there's no hype for yoshi it's coming out in about eight days and seems to have little to no advertisements and nintendo has barely shown anything from the game except a couple of levels in the trailers and one demo could the game potentially be a flop
0: no no um i just think like yoshi and Kirby and super mario u deluxe and like that those are games that are just going to sell on their own People walk into a store and they're like, Oh, Yoshi, I've recognized that <laughs> and buy it. Um I don't think it needs a whole lot of fanfare. Mm-hmm. Most people just already know what it is. Um and I think that uh kind of addressing patar thirty five, he asked the question, mm-hmm. will Yoshi be another Kirby Star allies mess? No, because I think that the the um demo for Yoshi's Craft the World is a lot stronger than the one that was released for Kirby Star Allies. 100%. Um and just like the promotional material that they already put out uh shows that the game is a lot more diverse Mm -hmm. and like has more content that is like mechanically interesting Mm -hmm. than kirby star
1: yep and I, I it's interesting hearing some just preview discussions and stuff i know i heard game i listened to game explain talk about it and maybe some other thing maybe nintendo life or somebody i don't know who it was but talking about it where they were saying like it seems like it gets better and better as you play it too as opposed to Kirby star allies it was a little bit the opposite where at first you were like all right cool this might turn into something and then kind of it seems like just kind of all right just more of the same um whereas this evolves kind of as you go which is fun um but yeah i think you're right mechanics are more diverse and the like puzzles are a little bit more puzzly and the platforming is a little bit more platformy and so it's just like the things that it's trying to do it's not trying to be like a sort of action hack and slash game that's like super easy like where you can try to be
0: a baby game for babies <laughs> but it's also like approachable though. yeah
1: I hate that we that we uh, you know talk crap on that we talk about how Kirby Star Allies is a baby game for babies yeah. I mean maybe it shouldn't be a baby game for babies <laughs> I mean sorry about yep. it yep sorry for anybody who loves Kirby, to be Star so <laughs> well, Kirby Star Allies so negative Kirby Star Allies but yeah
0: Yoshi but hey, is gonna you be you know what's great Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn you should buy that that game's cool nice
1: yeah because it's inclusive of people that aren't babies <laughs> <laughs> it's a baby game for grown-ups yeah exactly just kidding. uh but no i i'm personally really excited for yoshi also because just because my wife's excited about it and not very often do we play stuff together just because she doesn't really play games that much and so anything that'll get us to be able to play stuff together i'm totally down on so There it yeah is. that should be pretty neat uh next up striker excel what's up striker Said, do you think Konami will release a Switch physical edition of the collections they've announced into one bundle? So that would be the hmm. Contra, uh, the Contra Pack and the How Castlevania. Pack. They? they didn't say for the Contra Castlevania one. There's eight games in each of those. um They did say it's twenty dollars for the Castle or for the sorry Konami Classics, which is eight games. That's kind of like a mixture of various other games. Uh, that are old Konami ones like Twin B and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's possible, I guess, but I don't know because I, I doubt that they would charge twenty dollars, like
0: twenty dollars each, or sixty dollars for the three right. pack together for a physical Switch game because Switch tax. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I don't know if they would do that. I, I kind of um, figured they maybe they will release them all separately for $30 each yeah I could see that's
1: possible like doing like a physical Castlevania so a Castlevania pack is $20 digitally or $30 physically kind of a thing right
2: right yep
0: I and then just like throw in some fanfare like you get this book or stickers mm -hmm. or whatever like how uh what was that game called rhyme how right. Ryan did it because there was like a lot of controversy. It's like this is ten dollars more expensive on Twitch, and they're like, All right, all right, fine, it's <laughs> still ten dollars more expensive, but would it give you more stuff? Yep.
1: That's I, it would be cool if they did that. Knowing Konami, I severely doubt it.
2: <laughs> That's true, <laughs> it'd
1: be cool for sure, but um, I think probably too they know they're gonna catch more people by split keeping it split up, um, because you know, maybe the person that wants that would be down to pay up to forty dollars for you know the contra and castlevania collection doesn't want to pay that extra twenty dollars for the extra you know konami classics or something like that i don't know like i think most doesn't matter who's to say but i think they don't they just wouldn't take the risk like it's way easier for them to just do it digitally and put it out that way so that's probably what they'll end up doing yeah yeah all right moving along because we are <laughs> look at us this is like almost two and a half hours now i mean we got a ton of questions we did it's always lots of fun um it's funny we only had five news topics but they were just big news topics so True. there you go uh rod habibi asks this is from uh this is a youtube uh community we got these next questions my question is what games are you wanting doesn't have to actually come and what game or what should that game uh, yeah, okay, I'm just reading it to make sure I'm reading it right. Uh, yeah, so w- my question is, what games are you wanting? And it doesn't have to be one that actually comes. What should that game keep from previous installments, and what should it get rid of? Also, what do you think the new Mario should have? Um. Okay, so... It sounds like sequels to games, or like continuations in series of some sort. Right, right. I mean,
0: Pokemon... <laughs> <laughs> I want Pokemon Sword Shield, yep. and I want to keep the... the, the, the overall like idea the suggestion of what pokemon used to be mm-hmm. so like the battle and the trading and all that good stuff but i want them to take out the like battle mechanics as they exist now they don't necessarily have to be action but like the term based mechanics as they are tweak them make them different mm-hmm. you know change that and i have multiple videos <laughs> yeah, about that. true um but mm-hmm. that i mean that's just the one that's like that's the one that's like and we talk about a lot of different games where it's like hey what about if the next one is different Yeah. Though? um but that is easily the one that i want most yep. um as far as like a new mario game i want them to do odyssey again like i want them to like further explore what cappy could do yep um but what about yeah, you? Yeah,
1: I think for me, uh, Breath of the Wind, maybe I don't know, like Breath. Of, so pretty much, Breath it's of the Wild. Windy sequel. Waker and meets <laughs> oh, Breath of I mean, the Wild. Um, but yeah, so Breath of the Wild sequel and it's like same engine and just add more and varied story so it's not Ganon stuff again so uh, akin to Majora's Mask in this sense you know that it's just something yeah. different same game I, engine
0: i feel like i feel like that's like the reverse of Majora's Mask almost like or at least what i would want from that mm-hmm. i want like a more like uh, pre-apocalyptic, right. I guess, or post-post-apocalyptic, uh-huh. question mark, where it's like not everything is in shambles. Right. And we have like this lived-in world that's like actual functioning cities and people that mm-hmm. are doing things, and not everybody's like, oh, yeah, we had this loom- literal looming shadow circling <sighs> around our kingdom. Yeah.
1: Honestly, yeah, so that's, I think I'd, I'd want that. And the things that I'd want it to change is I would exactly what it has but just with more just more of several things so more uh like i I like the traditional dungeons but i love the shrines as well so if we could do you know instead of 120 shrines like 80 shrines and some dungeons like because there were there were dungeons in there but um they were just all kind of short and mostly like centered around kind of a gimmick sort of which always was the case but it was i i think just implementing their own gimmicks like they didn't
0: use the same one just different so So
1: implementing those um you know i think just more dungeons a little bit more like traditional style but along with everything that's already there and also with some extra enemy variety uh pretty much yeah that's it we're like you know take exactly what you've got leave everything in in that sort of sense that mechanically speaking and just add in more of just new content into there and i would be very pleased <laughs> so like a far cry
0: primal sort of situation where it's like it's just far cry what was that for it's mm-hmm. just far
1: cry 4 but the like it's different right. a different world mm-hmm. or the same world but just different. yes i would love that um and what the should the new mario have um i mean i guess it also depends what content i uh, agreed as far as mario odyssey 2 i think as far as if like a 2d mario We've got mario maker 2 coming so like they've got it (laughs) i think if they can include as much old stuff in there as possible you know like super mario bros 2 stuff or the things that everybody's wanting really i'm not coming up with any crazy new ideas right now for that but um i mean that stuff but then uh yeah super mario odyssey 2 would be dope or you know super mario galaxy 3 whatever more mario i'm down with it i don't i don't care true it'd be good so there we go. Uh, Jbell17 asks, since Nintendo doesn't or really doesn't want us to voice chat through the Switch, it should at least add a messaging system. So many times I want to play someone when I see they're online and I have to contact them through other means. And that may not always be an option. More on that on Tuesday. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah, I I fully agree. Because like, I'll see, I don't know, AJ's online or something. And honestly, like, I'd love to just be like, hey, what's up? And you just be like, and I'm you. Or like, I'm good. (laughs) And that's it. Like, I mean, you have my Twitter. Yeah, but like, then you have to look at your stupid phone. Your phone's really dumb, AJ. (laughs) True. But, you know, that kind of thing. Or, yeah, being able to tell somebody, hey, you want to play this game? Like, just send them a little game message request thing. Would be dope. But, again, more on that on Tuesday, it sounds like. so. Yep, more on that on Tuesday. Last question from Falcon asks uh Fnatics for splatoon slash smash tourney when uh i don't know Yep. maybe in the future
0: possibly <laughs> i mean if they announce that they're gonna have like a already like functioning tournament mode that's online i'll do that all the time yeah. <laughs> but like since it takes so much like setup i'm not really interested in doing it right now unless i see a lot of people want it mm-hmm <laughs> So either rally people within the community to tell me they also want this thing (laughs) or (laughs) wait until Nintendo has a tournament feature. Yep. Yep.
1: Sounds like a plan. Well, AJ, that is it for the comments and that's all we've got for this week.
0: That is all that we have for this week, but it's not all that we'll have in the future. So subscribe. And uh, if you are listening on audio, uh, like I said, rate, so we can get better placement on the store and everybody will have a great fun old time. Yeah. What are your final thoughts,
1: Parker? My final thoughts is you are all beautiful people, I would imagine, and uh, have... Except for you, Frank. (laughs) Someone named Frank is real (laughs) sad right now. Um, And there you go. That's it. Have a a real good time. Okay, bye.
2: Bye.